Welcome in, Alcoa football fans and family, to a windy night of Thursday night football action. Each we've traveled up 40 east, 81 north, all the way up here to the Tri-Cities, and we are nestled just in the press box, or outside, if you will, if you will. due to COVID restrictions, we've been forced to uh, sit in the covered area, uh, but they're keeping the numbers minimum inside, and we're going to have to deal with the wind up here tonight, but as always, Heath has us prepared with our weekly notebooks, and um, actually stopped and went old school on us and bought a newspaper before we came to the stadium. But tonight, the Tornadoes entered tonight's contest at 8-1, and 6-0 in region play, undefeated. They will be the number one seed in 3A in East Tennessee. And they will face tonight the Indians of Dobbins-Bennett, who comes in also tonight with a record of 8-1. and one. They are 5-1 and one in region, and they also heat need the victory tonight to be able to secure the number one seed in their area. If they lose tonight and Science Hill wins and beats Bearden, then Science Hill will get the number one seed with the victory over Dobbins-Bennett last night as the enormous band of Dobbins-Bennett is getting ready to make their way onto the field. Uh, they may be doing the national anthem a little earlier, or they may be doing the halftime show during uh, the pregame. I'm not sure what the plan is, but their band is definitely worth the trip. And we'll see now, about 30 minutes from now, if the football team is up to task for the Alcoa Tornadoes. Marty, a beautiful sunset behind the mountains as we sit up here outside of the press box. Thankfully covered up just in case the 20% chance of rain does happen to come our way as it is 73 degrees here in Kingsport, Tennessee, and we are live at Dobbins Bennett High School as the coaches are on the field right now with the referees getting ready for tonight's game as the Alcoa Tornadoes have traveled here to face the Indians of Dobbins Bennett. As you said a minute ago, Marty, Dobbins Bennett 8-1, Alcoa 8-1. The Indians were coming into this game hoping to be undefeated, but lost last week to Science Hill 21-31, to a close ball game in which Science Hill thought they were going to come away with the victory, certainly had some success on the ground as they had over 243 rushing yards, but not enough at the end of the day to beat Science Hill. So 8-1, 5-1 in their region, looking to get a victory tonight, not only to finish the regular season off with a win, but to win their region as well. We'll see if they're able to do that. But first, they're going to have to face Alcoa, Marty. And uh, if these weather conditions are any um, relation to what we're going to see on the field, the Indians may be in trouble tonight as this Alcoa team is on a roll, averaging 43 points a game, only allowing three and a half. This team is extremely tough, shutting out their last two opponents and not allowing more than nine points so far to any opponent so far this season. It's going to be a tough matchup for both teams, Marty, but I'm excited as Alcoa faces their third 6A opponent of the year. Yeah, and that's uh, that's something to write home about. It's a 3A school with sometimes roughly a third of the students as a 6A school has played three or will play by tonight's end three 
six A teams this season. Heath, they also, it's homecoming. They're going to do homecoming before the game instead of at halftime. So that's the reason the band is lining up as it is. And the band, Heath, is larger. And I get a little uh, distracted and depressed, but the band here at Dobbins Bennett is larger than the Pride of Southland at the University of Tennessee. But getting back to tonight's action, Dobbins Bennett really needs this, but Al Cole would look like no better than to finish 9-1, and one, and also 2-1 and one against 6-18. What are you a great opponent to finish out the regular season if you're Alcoa? And as Coach Jerry Rankin said, he likes to put some tough opponents on their schedule every year to really kind of get them ready for playoff season. And he thinks this is the perfect game for this Tornado team to have right before they enter the playoffs, get them into that playoff mentality, playoff mindset against a very talented Dobbins Bennett team. But Alcoa brings a lot of talent on their end as well. Some of the key players to look out for for Alcoa tonight on offense. Running back Ahmad Instant Sankey, the young man committed earlier this season to Southeast Missouri State to move on and play on the college level next season. So far this year, Sankey, 87 carries, 632 yards, averaging 7.3 yards a carry and 13 touchdowns. He also has eight catches for 78 yards as well. Out the wide receiver position, Isaiah can't put him in a box, Cox. He has offers from Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, the SEC lining up to try to get this young man because he's got 13 receptions, 150 yards, one touchdown, 15 carries, 204 yards, three touchdowns. But that's not only where this young man specializes. as He is also a special teams player as he's got 112 kickoff return yards, 71 punt return yards, and one special teams touchdown. So far, he's got 537 all-purpose yards for this team. Some other key players to look out for tonight on the offensive line. Young sophomore Lance Williams, 6'4", 300 pounds. Already has offers from South Carolina and Tulane. He won the state wrestling championship last season as a freshman. Unable to play this year because they said he's too big. This kid is a giant. Also on the offensive line, another sophomore, a transfer from Greenback High School, Tyler Bubba Jeffrey, 6'5", 300 pounds, has offers from Mississippi and Georgia Tech. That young man last year was a 2019 offensive lineman of the year and was an all-state select recipient as well for the Greenback when he played for the Cherokees last season. On defense, look out for Grayton Carroll, who committed to Georgia Tech. Look out for Teheran Sutter, Solomon Tyson, Camden Burden, who also will play a quarterback some tonight. He will probably start at the quarterback position. We'll see a young sophomore, Zach Lunter, rotate in and out. And the player, Marty, that we talk about a lot this season, um, he's had some highs, he's had some lows with an injury, but bounced back quite nicely, is the junior at 5'11", 175 pounds, Major Newman. Indeed, Major Newman is one great football player. He'll have a lot of a lot of offers coming his way. Uh, he's just got to stay healthy. He had a scare in the Marable game. He was back three weeks later and in uniform and made the first tackle of the ball game. As you can hear below us, the Dobbins-Bennett band has chimed in. They're playing Rocky Top. It's a bit weird. I guess Rocky Top's their theme song, but their war cry is Roll Tribe. So a little bit of uh, bipolar disorder from from the uh, Dobbins-Bennett Indians. They look a lot like the Alcor Tornadoes in uniform because they are actually maroon and gray and he let's take a brief time out we'll be back in another two minutes with more 
of the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 pregame show, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer, right after this. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. Welcome back to the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20. Bob, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. And Heath, we were just, or we just witnessed quite a presentation of our nation's national anthem by the marching Indians of Kingsport, Dobbin Bennett. A beautiful rendition indeed, Marty, as the Dobbin Bennett pep band alone goes about 300 strong. A really nice sound, great dynamics as they went really high, really low, did a really good job going down to Pianissimo when they needed to. Uh, this this uh, band director was phenomenal, uh, and so is this band. But, Marty, everything about 
this place is impressive. Uh, we were here a few years ago. We talked about it as well. One of the things, if you're not here, that you missed and that's just so gorgeous, um, this turf field is phenomenal. But what it does is it bleeds onto the baseball field. They're connected as they're one big, long strip as the baseball field is all turf as well, except for the pitcher's mound, which is dirt. Um, so what happens during uh, the off season is they basically take the fencing around the football field down, extend it out, and then now they have the baseball field set up, and they can just kind of rotate back and forth in between seasons. Um, right now the Alcoa players football team is actually on the baseball field over by home plate as they're down taking a knee, talking to Coach Rankin and listening to some final thoughts of his as they get ready to prepare for this tough matchup tonight. Um, but a beautiful view, Marty, as well as uh, for those of us in Blount County know, you have places like Heritage with the beautiful mountains in the backdrop. Here at Dobbins, been in high school, you've got much of the same. You've got a very nice mountain view right in front of you. we got the watch the sun in front of us kind of go down, and as it's set, go behind the mountain. And a nice, gorgeous view from uh, uh, sun up to sundown out here at Dobbins, been in high school. And uh, if you want to get a picture of what that looks like and what we're seeing, you can uh, go on to Twitter or on Facebook to look at that picture on Two Hype Sports. Not only will we have that picture, Marty, but we'll have live updates throughout the game as Trevor Dunkel will be giving you social media throughout the night. And I'm certainly excited to get this one underway as we're about 15 minutes away from kickoff. And, Heath, there's something I wanted to talk about. You were on the grind earlier today on the 5 o'clock version with our buddy Wayne, that Wayne Kaiser, that is the voice of the Red Rebels. And something that you spoke of, two of the top three programs all time in the state of Tennessee is playing here tonight on this football field. Yeah, Marty, one of the reasons there might be still a little bit of bad blood between these two schools is while they've only played eight times so far in their program's history, the last time Alcoa traveled to Dobbins Bennett High School, the night they won is the night that Maryville High School was able to tie Dobbins Bennett for the winningest program in Tennessee high school football history. Since that point in time, Maryville's gotten a few more wins than the Indians, as Maryville is now the winningest program in Tennessee football history with 821 wins. Dobbins Bennett in second with 804, Alcoa in third with 727, and Whitehaven in fourth with 712. These four teams, the reason I only mentioned four, Marty, is these four teams are the four Tennessee teams. You go to maxpress.com that are the only four in Tennessee listed on the top 100 winningest football programs in high school football in the nation. So very impressive. Pass off to these four teams for their accomplishment. And uh, we've got two very program, uh, story programs playing tonight. Indeed. And, and something we heard Coach Rankin talk about as well as we look down on the homecoming festivities here at Dobbins Bennett. This defense is, once again, very special. Alcoa prides itself on defense. And as Coach Rankin said in the pregame, you know, someone asked him where this starts. And he said, well, it's got to start with the defensive coaches and our defense coordinator, Brian Nix. I couldn't agree more because that is the one constant in this football program and the intensity that is brought to it. Yeah, this defense is special, Marty. And one of the great things about it, too, is um, I don't think you're going to see a ton of drop-off between some of the seniors on this season team and what you've got coming back next year, as we have already found, uh, I would say, a future replacement for Greg Carroll. I mean, each year, Alcoa, they don't just they don't rebuild, they reload. They have so much talent coming in every single season, 
and the next man up once Greg Carroll moves on after this year and graduates and goes to Georgia Tech, where he is committed to play collegiate football, will be young man Elijah Cannon. Cannon only a freshman in last week against Gallenberg Pittman as they defeated Gallenberg Pittman 43-0, had two pick sixes, two interceptions returned for touchdowns, and also led the team with nine tackles. Um, he was uh, a Player of the Week nominee this week. Um, I did not get to see if he finally got chosen for that or not, but he was in the running for Player of the Week on a few different media websites. But uh, he is going to be something special. He already is, but I can't wait to talk about him over the next few years. Yeah, indeed. And, and normally on those websites where they offer the Player of the Week, it's usually the kids from the larger schools uh, that end up winning those awards. But Elijah Cannon, one of those interceptions he made last week was incredible. It was kind of the, the, the body movement that he made – the adjustment and just the way he got his hands on the football, took the ball away from the receiver, then was able to take it into pay dirt for a touchdown is just incredible. That young man may be one of the most talented players that will be on the field tonight, Heath. And as you said, he's just a freshman. Well, and another talented young man, Marty, that made an Odell Beckham-like interception last week is Jordan Harris. Jordan Harris plays a defensive back on defense. Um, and he rotates in and out of that position, but he also plays running back on offense when Alcoa needs it to. Now, Alcoa, you'll probably see a lot of carries from Ahmad Fakey, their lead rusher. Alcoa has really started to integrate Zane Bonham over the last few weeks at the running back position. He's got a lot of speed, certainly a good addition to that offensive set, but then you'll also see Jordan Harris rotate in and out as well. So, a lot of talented players for this Alcoa team and a lot of young, talented players as well for us to talk about, talk about uh, not only tonight, but for the upcoming few games as well. As After tonight, we will move into the first round of the playoffs. We'll find out who we play next. I believe right now it's going to be between either Johnson County or Unicoi County as to who Alcoa will host next week at Alcoa High School. We'll keep you posted on that as Trevor will give you some Dizzo uh, scoreboard information as him and Scott will talk a little bit later on about playoff pictures and what could happen. But uh, hard to tell completely tonight, Marty, as uh, most teams play tomorrow. Indeed they do. We get the opportunity to have a Friday night off. The Friday night before Halloween, I think me and uh, my wife Christy are going to uh, try to get into a little bit of uh, Halloween festivities tomorrow night. And then Saturday night we're having some of the cousins over to the house, and we're not going to go trick-or-treating per se, but – uh, Christy always does up Halloween, and, and the kids love it. There will also be some Alabama football in the background. Uh, but I digress. It, it, tonight should be a lot of good football right here, and it will all be on 100.9 FM and WKVL.com. If you do happen to try to stream tonight and you go to a um, a generic page, it's basically GoDaddy has not updated our settings yet for our URL, but if you follow the cues, It'll take you right to our page, and you'll easily be able to find how to stream online or through your cell phone. And it is crisp, clear, digital sound. And Heath, it's, uh, uh, not only the band is, is very impressive and large here at Dobbins Bennett, but it's also the homecoming court. Yeah, homecoming court tonight, Marty. Also senior night, as right now they're not – they're uh, thanking all of their seniors for the last four years of excellence on the football field and off. And also you see, I believe, there may be some band members and possibly cheerleaders down there too that they're uh, recognizing tonight. So uh, a little bit of maybe an extended pregame before we get things going as they um, thank all of them for the last four seasons. I'm going to step out 
You're listening to the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 pregame show paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. When we come back, it'll be the double D team that'll take you through the rest of the pregame, and then I'll be back for the kick to begin tonight's Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. We'll be back in two minutes. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Want to stay home in Blunt County? Then check out the many job openings and company career pages at BluntAreaJobs.com. Here you'll find complete job descriptions and an easy application process. Don't waste any more time. Get to searching for your next career. You can find Blunt Area Jobs on Facebook and Instagram. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. I'm Heath Dunkel alongside Scott Dunkel here in the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Now, Scott, we're not in Maryville this week. We're actually in Kingsport, Tennessee tonight for the ball game. About 72 degrees right now outside. Uh, a little bit of a wind, but there was about nine miles per hour wind a little bit earlier. About blew us away, but probably about two or three, I'd say, right now. Um, the conditions have calmed down a little bit for us. We hope they stay that way as it is turning out to be a gorgeous night for high school football. Yeah, hey, it definitely is. Um, not gonna, I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed on that wind though, because <laughs> it'll it'll kind of get a little gusty here and there. But still, a very beautiful night here in 
King Sport. Well, and you've got two story programs playing tonight in Dobbins Bennett and Alcoa High School. Uh, the second and third winningest programs in Tennessee high school football history. Uh, but, Scott, prior to this week, Alcoa, a great week last week against Gatlinburg Pittman as they defeated the Highlanders 43-0. to uh, Some of the stats that really stood out to you from last week. All right. Hey, thank you. Uh, 160 yards rushing just on 23 attempts. Basically a seven-yard average every time Alcoa rushed the football. Um you know, had an outstanding night, five and nine in passing, 64 yards, a touchdown. They were sacked once, but still protected the ball really well, no interceptions there. And um, a little bit of more yardage this time on the kickoffs, even though Alcoa only got a few of them, but still getting the ball out there a little bit. Alcoa just all the way having an outstanding game. Again, another great night for Ahmad Sankey, nine carries for 45 yards and a touchdown. Adding to that was Zane Bonham, three carries for 64 yards and a touchdown. So Alcoa, you know, offensively doing a great job. And then defensively holding Gatlinburg-Pittman to 32 yards rushing and intercepting the ball four times. They had um, just constant, felt like there for a little bit. Every time Gatlinburg-Pittman threw the ball, Alcoa was running it in for a touchdown. Well, Scott, you're pretty close. As uh, This Alcoa defense last week held Gallenberg-Pivens 96 total yards of offense. Alcoa had four interceptions, two for pick sixes, one forced fumble, and one safety. This defense was on fire last week. Oh, yeah, great job for Alcoa last weekend or last week. Um, also, keeping the time of possession pretty even, even with a continuous clock going in the second half. Yeah, great job, Alcoa, being able to do that. Alcoa's got some studs in that backfield. Scott, as you, uh, we talked about Ahmad Sankey earlier in the broadcast tonight. They've also got Zane Bonham, had a pretty good week last week. I believe he said three carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. And then also Jordan Harris, I would imagine, will get some touches. And we may see a little bit of uh, the freshman we were talking about earlier, Elijah Cannon. Right, Heath. Um Really good player. Enjoyed watching him so far this year. He's done an outstanding job. You know, as we've talked before, uh, basically a freshman version of uh, Tristan Blankenship. Good, hard, solid built runner. Um, looking forward to seeing him the next three years. Well, and, you know, they remind me a little bit of the uh, old USC offense, a little thunder and lightning with uh, Lindell White and Reggie Bush. Right. Kind of rotate back and forth between Jordan Harris and Elijah Cannon over the next few seasons. Harris only a sophomore, Cannon a freshman, so you've got at least three years more of rotating between those two, that one-two punch. That could be very lethal, um, having two dynamic players like that in the backfield for Alcoa. But, Scott, they've also got some depth at the quarterback position right. as a Camden Burden, the star safety who committed earlier this week to UNC Charlotte, um, will probably get the nod at quarterback to start tonight's game. But don't be surprised if he's having trouble throwing the ball if Rankin quickly moves on to his young sophomore quarterback, Zach Lunsford. Exactly, Heath. And one of the great things about being able to do that is you really don't feel like you missed a step. Mm -hmm. You know, just um, being able to put Zach in or even Camden just interchanging him, you know your offense is still going to keep clicking. Well, and Lunsford, Scott, for the season, 45 of 65, 69 percent of his passes completed 622 yards averaging 13 yards almost 14 yards of pass seven touchdowns and two interceptions 
And it's one of those things, Scott, that just kind of happened the way it has over this season. You've seen kind of some different quarterbacks play for Alco. Alco started the year with uh, Staff Dar McCrary, a name that um, not as familiar now to many who maybe have just tuned in later in the season, but the young man transferred from California. He was the number three dual threat quarterback in California when he transferred here to Alcoa High School. Started the season as a starting quarterback, uh, kind of fell out of good graces, and, and they kind of rotated out to, to Camden and to Zach, and, and then eventually Safdar McCreary transferred. He is now playing football in Georgia, um, but Camden Burton usually has been getting the nod of late, but Burden is more of that defensive guy. He, he played quarterback when he was younger at Sevierville High School, transferred from there after his freshman or, or uh, yeah, after his sophomore season. Uh, but Scott, uh, not his first love is offense. He loves defense. He's told Rankin that, but Rankin said, hey, listen, we're going to play you where we need you. And so that's why you kind of see Burden filling that role at the quarterback position. But Zach's, in my opinion, the better passer, a little bit more accurate. Um, he's put a lot of work into that over the offseason between his freshman and sophomore year, and uh, I think we'll only continue to see him grow. But this will be another great opportunity for that young man to play in a high-stakes game against such a nice opponent in Providence Bennett. Right, Heath. And going back on you two quarterbacks as well, um, Camden, just more experience, gives him a, a, the edge here. But honestly, between Zach and Camden, you've got dual-threat quarterbacks either way, both mm-hmm are not afraid to tuck it and run if they have to, and both are good at doing that. Yeah, very talented young man. And, Scott, they've got some nice receivers to throw the football to. Oh, yeah. As a wide receiver, Isaiah Cox, a dynamic playmaker with three SEC offers, and then wide receiver Braden Anderson. Anderson, 22 receptions, 375 yards, averaging 17 yards a catch and six touchdowns. He leads all wide receivers for this Alcoa football team. He's ran the football twice for 10 yards as well. But uh, he's already eclipsed last season's numbers in production, uh, and that's only going to continue to elevate from here. As uh, Anderson, uh, Scott, I believe he's around, uh, I think he's about 6'4", and right. he can just go up and get it. A great target, especially in the end zone. When you need someone to just go get the ball in the corner, and you need that um, extra hike to get up there. Um, Braden Anderson, definitely a great option right there. And, you know, Alcoa also has um, – Jordan Harris and Landon Ford also contributing in the um, receiving areas as well. So Alcoa's got a lot of good options, whether it's running or receiving, to kind of keep a defense on its toes. Yeah, a lot of options going to make things quite difficult for this Dobbins-Bennett team tonight, but we'll see what each team is able to do. Scott, we're getting ready. Senior night is finishing up, I believe. I think they're wrapping up with a few more people before they make their way off the field. Um, So, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we should be getting ready to get things going here at Dobbins Bennett High School. You're listening to the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. We'll be back. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. 
Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Well, it's finally fall and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, Call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, NMLS 164-1325. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. If you own a SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Stevenson Tire show you what the Yokohama Geolander HT Geo 56 can do for your daily drive. 
Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it's one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. And not only is it built for exceptional all-weather handling, but it's also designed to provide an amazingly quiet and comfortable ride. All this and a mileage warranty up to 70,000 miles. Check out the Yokohama Geolander HD Geo 56 at Stevenson Tire today. 2411 East Broadway Avenue, Maryville, 983-1621. And see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Welcome back to the Twin City Certified in Maribel Game of the Week as Alcoa is taking on Dobbins, Kingsport Dobbins Bennett tonight. This is Scott Donko along with Trevor Donko. If you're listening to the Bob or Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer pregame show. We're going to take it over to Trevor here. He's going to give us a little bit of information about what's coming up in the next couple of days um, around the area. Okay, so uh, thank you, Scott. As you guys know, I normally try to give you some score updates, but uh, tonight being a Thursday, the most exciting game besides this game will be uh, McMahon Central and Brainerd. So I don't think too much for us to care about. Uh, however, real quick, before I talk about some games tomorrow, I'll mention uh, some updates. since There was quite a few COVID uh, forfeits um, already this week. So West Green and Chucky Doak, who uh, are in the region that Alcoa normally plays within the first uh, couple of rounds in the playoffs. And that game was canceled this week as West Green uh, tested positive for COVID. So Chucky Doak gets the win there. I mean, it looks like they might have a chance to, um, to lock in the second uh, position in that region. It looks like Claiborne may be taking number one, especially since Claiborne's taking on North Green tomorrow night. And North Green is... One in seven um, this season so far, and zero and three um, in region play. So Flavor should win that. Um, and then tomorrow, this will kind of determine uh, third and fourth ranked positions, which is very important to us. That uh, for three uh, A region one, it will be who Alcoa will most likely play in the first round. Um, as Johnson County takes on Unicoi County uh, tomorrow night, Unicoi County right now is two and two in the region, um, where Johnson County is three and one. Um, however, both teams are four and four, so whoever wins that will will take third, and the loser will most likely take fourth. Um, and then some other updates, uh, or not really updates, but um, games of interest that are all going to be tomorrow um, is uh, Maribel traveling to Heritage to take on the Mountaineers. Um, we all know who's probably going to come away with that win as Maribel so far is nine and zero oh so far this season. Um, and then William Blunt will be hosting Lenore City tomorrow. It's a non-region um, game um, and a local game for, for both teams. Um, but it looks like we are getting close to the uh, game to, uh, about to start, so I'm going to hand over the headset to Heath and allow him to continue from here. All right, thank you, Trevor. As Marty Millsap gets on the headset with me as well, we get ready to get things rocking and rolling here at Dobbins Bend High School is Marty Alcoa won the toss and they have elected to receive to start this ball game. They have indeed and they will enter the field from the north end zone and they will be wearing their road white jerseys with maroon numerals and sleeves. 
with gray and white stripes on the sleeves over solid white football pants, and, of course, the aluminum-colored helmet with maroon face mask and logos on each side. The home-standing Dobbins-Bennett Indians will be wearing their home maroon jerseys with silver numerals over silver football pants with maroon and white piping down the side. They will have maroon helmets, gray face masks, and gray arrows on the side of their helmets. And we are almost underway to heat this one. Uh, should be a great ball game. 6A Dobbins Bennett against 3A Austin E. Or, my gosh, I'm just not with it tonight. Alcoa. And we are almost set to kick things off. And, and I was getting ready to allude to social media. I've gotten several so far, and we'll get some shout-outs later on. But I've had predictions anywhere from Alcoa winning by 23 all the way up to 28 points. Oh, wow. Can somebody put 35 in so it'll be a mercy rule? I don't see a mercy ruling tonight, but um, I, I don't doubt Alcoa being at least a couple of touchdowns better than Dobbins Bennett. And it will be number 13 set to kick for the Indians. As I turn in my notebook, and that is Will New, and he is a 6'2 senior, and we are underway as the kick is high, end over end, and angled to the right side of the field where it is picked up by Isaiah Cox. He's going to try to get to the wall to the right. He gets there. He's at 25. One man pushes him out of the way, and all the way out past the 40 to 45, finally brought down from behind as he gets to the 47-yard line. A good return and a great setup that time by the Alcoa return team. Man, well, I tell you what, Marty, Isaiah coming out of the blocks, Cox gets up and gets rolling as he gets that kickoff return and takes it all the way to the 49 and has a little Derrick Henry-like stiff arm around the 40 to get nine extra yards from the Tornadoes, and that is where they will start off their first offensive drive is 51 yards away from Pater. Two receivers, one to each side. Now in motion, they will send number four. It's going to be a pass, a double reverse pass, and wide open is Braden Anderson. And the Woo! Tornadoes have found Pater and an Everding Orthodontics touchdown on the first play from scrimmage. Well, Martin, and, it looks oh, like there is gosh. an injury. In that's the Cam Braden, I believe. Not Cam Braden, but that is Cox. Isaiah Coxon, you do not want him out or hurt. And was he the one that pitched the ball back? I know it was. No, Marty, I believe he was the one who threw it. Ah, yes, it was. It was a, a give from number four, whoever number four is now. I don't know who's wearing that jersey this evening, but number four came in motion, jet sweep. He reversed it back to Isaiah Cox, and Isaiah Cox loaded up, and Braden Anderson was 15 yards behind the secondary, and Alcoa is up early with only 20 seconds off the clock, 6 to nothing, pending the PAT, and it looks like he may have just gotten the wind knocked out of him. Sankey's wearing number four tonight, so maybe the white jersey for Sankey is, who knows, Sankey's just honoring everybody. He wore number 20 a couple weeks ago, tonight he's wearing number four. Marty, one of the reasons he's got different jerseys on is uh, both of his main jerseys have been torn and 
messed up because defense is kind of hold and drag and pull him down at the running back position. Talked to his grandma earlier this season. So that was why we had seen number 20 earlier this year. They've gotten that one fixed. The way Jersey might still be under repair. And evidently it is because he's wearing number four. I had a, a buddy told me one time as the PAT is up and doing and Al Cornell leads 7 nothing, but he's smarty. Always get the lowest digit you possibly can because if you go to the Super Bowl, you're the first name they call. <laughs> and that was Ralphie Goodson. And uh, good player in his own right, Derek William Blunt. I played midget ball with him at Fairview under the instruction of Rick Young. Uh, we will now take a 30-second timeout. We'll be back with more of the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week right after this. Al Cool leads early, 7 nothing. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. We are back in Kingsport on the campus of Dobbins Bennett High School as the Indians are hosting the Tornadoes and in two plays, a long return by Isaiah Cox and then a flea flicker as Cox hits Braden Henderson for a 53-yard touchdown on the first play from scrimmage. The kick is high, end over end, and short, fielded by number two of the Indians. And that is Philip Armitage, and he'll take it out to about the 31-yard line, and that's where the Indians will set up first down and 10 against this nasty tornado defense. Marty, that is where they will be let out by quarterback Zane Whitson. Whitson last week against Science Hill, 14 of 24 for 159 yards for the season, 72 of 128 for 1,200 yards passing and 12 touchdowns. Pistol formation, one back, one wing to the left and a receiver to the east side. In the back, number four, that is Teasner, and he will get the carry, and Teasner will be looking to add to his 1,100-yard total he's already amassed so far this season. 1,100 yards and 13 touchdowns. Uh, very talented young man in the backfield for Dobbins Bennett, and they will need him to have a good night if they're going to come away with a victory. And quickly, a secret safe place for newborn social media shout-out goes to Yolanda Yensma and also Joey Witt and Mark Thomas-Smith. Thank you guys for listening in and hooking up with us on social media. A tight end to the right, an unbalanced line to the right. In motion comes number five to the left, and number four, Teasner, takes the ball off tackle right. He'll get it out past the 35, out to about the 36-yard line. He'll pick up five on second down. It'll set up third and five. Nice little cross-buck play that time of the Dobbins Bennett offense. Leads Teasner around the right side and a good push from the right side of that offensive line. And that's a five-yard carry, so now third and five. For Dobbins Bennett here on their first offensive drive on the first one for Alcoa. A little trick 
trickeration led to a touchdown quickly on the first play from the scrimmage as Alcoa leads 7-0 to with 10-18 remaining here in the first quarter. And it will be the quarterback, Jake Carson, in a shotgun. He has a receiver to each side. He'll fake the give to Teaser. He's going to look. He's going to be in trouble. And he's just going to be able to throw the ball away. And it was almost, I believe that was Bonham. And they're going to call Bonham for a late hit on the quarterback. And uh, I don't know if I like ground. it. No, it's oh, it's ground they on the quarterback. I was going to say, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't believe there's a, a, you know, I don't think you can actually throw the ball away in high school. There wasn't a maroon jersey on that side of the field. He was just looking to avoid the blitzing bottom and just got rid of it. Well, when you've got insane, insane in the membrane bottom coming at you, you're going to want to throw it away. So you don't blame him there, but no one in the vicinity, and it'll be intentional grounding on Zane Whitson as the Indians will move in reverse. So now it's going to be fourth and about, looks like 17, as they're getting ready to pump things off to Alcoa in a really nice way you want to start defensively through the tornadoes. And it will be new to kick. And back deep, there's a lone tornado. And I believe that Jackson, no, that is, I believe that's number nine. We're way up here. And then my vision, once again, is not very good. That was Ronald Jackson back deep. And it will go out of bounds and be downed at the 43-yard line. Alcoa with good field position. Once again, their average start tonight so far in two possession seats is their own 45. Pretty impressive. And 941 remains. Alcoa with the football and a 7 to nothing lead as we have a TV timeout. We're going to take it with them. This is the Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout back in 60 seconds with more action on the Twin yep, City Certified American Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. We are back in Kingsport on the campus of Dobbins Bennett High School, where we now go quickly to a secret safe place for newborns, social media shout-out. And we will give one to Kathy Miller-Owens, Joey Witt, Corey Behrens, Aaron Bernard, Mandy Diggers, and Debbie Puckett. Thank you guys for hooking up with us on social media and listening in every week. And also a quick shout-out to my friend listening in from Nashville, and that is Caitlin Jones O'Connell. Thank you, Kate. 
And now back to the field of play where Alcoa has it, first and 10, at their own 43-yard line. And it's Lunsford in now on the second possession. He'll turn and he'll give the ball off to number 40, Bonham. And wow. that took the ball away from Bonham. And they're going to streak to the end zone in the form of Nate Whitley of the Indians. And basically Bonham stood up and... Whitley just reaches in, takes the football, and races 44 yards for an Indian touchdown to bring the score to within one at 7-6, to six, pending the PAT. Well, Marty, Nate Whitley, the leading tackler for this defense, coming up and making another big play there for the Indians. As bottom, he just stripped it right out of his hands, as you mentioned, Marty, and then he was off to the races. No one could catch him, and Dobbins Bennett, sending this extra point, will tie this ball game up. So Alcoas are going to be in a dogfight tonight, and we knew it coming in, but this is a great example of why this is going to be such a great ball game. Will New on the kick now for the Indians. Set the kick up, doing, and we are tied at seven with 9.30 left to go in the first quarter, and he, that was a very athletic play by Whitley of the Indians. Certainly was, Marty, and... Uh, Zane Bonham may have some time now on the sidelines to think about that one as a Coach Rankin probably will not bring him out back at running back, at least I would imagine for a few plays as he will let Ahmad Stanky carry the rock. And you may see some Jordan Harris in there at this point as uh, Gary Rankin's probably got a few things to say about how to hold on to the football for Bonham on the next carry. And John, uh, Bonham's a pretty smart oh, yeah. uh, you know, kid. He's got a great football IQ, but right there, just a better play by Whitley as he ties the score here in the first quarter at 7, and Al Cornell set to receive the kickoff. Quickly back to some more social media shout-outs from a secret safe place for newborns in Tennessee. Uh, my Chattanooga brother, Courtney Odom, listening in tonight. Angela Anderson in Wildwood. Rodney loving every minute of it. Back in Maryville, Jamie Lunsford, thank you. Uh, Jacob Latham. Ricky Rutherford also in Wildwood, always up to no good. Chris Crowley. Connie Guthridge and Kellen Van Leuven listing all the way in from Los Angeles, California. Gary Dunlap and Christy Milstead, an old friend of mine that dates all the way back to middle school. Thank you guys for listening in as we are set to kick now uh, after the touchdown, the defensive touchdown by the Indians. Now we'll get ready to kick things off with a big booming kick here deep to Alcoa. And it looks like back to receive Cox. I believe it's a mod thank you. It is thank you taking over for Cox. And he is upended and taken off his feet as he gets out to about the 30-yard line. And that's where the Tornadoes will start this possession first and 10. Good field position on the last series didn't help them at all as it was one play and a defensive touchdown for Dobbins Bennett. And back in at quarterback, Marty, is Zach Lunsford coming out for the second straight offensive possession. Started the game off a bird in one play and gone, um, but now quickly moving on to the sophomore quarterback. We may probably see them continue to rotate throughout the night, but right now Lunsford in the shotgun. And he's going to look. He's going to rear back and throw. He's got a guy open. That's Anderson on a – Skinny post, and he takes it out past the 35, out to about the 37-yard line in heavy traffic. A good strike by Lunsford, 
and that'll pick up eight yards on first down. It'll set up second down and two. Yeah, nice job juking and timing a couple players, getting into the middle of the field, and then finally brought down to the 6'1", 155-pound senior defensive back, Sam Roman. Lunch once again at a shotgun, two backs, one on each hip, and he'll give the ball to Sankey as he goes out past the 35, 40, 45, 50, one man to beat. He keeps his feet, but stumbles somewhat. That'll cost him, but not until he gets into Indian territory and out of bounds at the Indian 43-yard line. Dwight Price of Realty and his first down for Abad Sankey. Sankey having a great season so far for the Tornadoes coming into tonight's ball game. 87 carries, 632 yards, averaging about 7 yards a carry and 13 touchdowns. That average will go up after a carry like that. It will be Bonham back in the game and on the right hip of Lunsford, a receiver to the right, two to the left, and it's going to be Lunsford running back and throwing to Anderson. It oh. just overthrows him and incomplete and just over the fingertips, and Lunsford Showed a little bit of that arm that we've talked so much about, Heath. Beautiful throw, Marty. As you mentioned, just a little bit too much on it as he wasn't able to, to get under it and make the grab. And Anderson's pretty fast, but still just a little too much air there. So now second and 10 for Alcoa. And it will be Lunsford in a shotgun. He'll have safety. And I believe that Harris with him in the backfield now to each side. Two receivers to the left, one to the right, and Dobbins Bennett encroaches. That'll be five free yards for Alcoa. So why not? You go incomplete first down, just get Dobbins Bennett to jump off sides, give you five yards, set up second five. And we've just had it confirmed by athletic trainer, trainer Peggy Bratt that Isaiah Cox will not return to the game this evening. You hate to see that, Marty. That's certainly not a great sign, but hopefully he is all right and whatever the injury is, He'll be able to recover quickly so Alcoa can have him in time for playoff. Indeed, and as we've said many times about certain players, he may be the most athletic player on that turf this evening. But not tonight, and we wish him a speedy recovery and hope he's on the bend very soon. And hopefully he's just in a concussion protocol. I know that's not good either, but uh, we hopefully get him healed up and back. And the pass goes out to... That is Jackson. He'll be tackled at the 32-yard line. And the pass from Lunsford to Jackson will be enough for a first down. And it will be a flag on the play, the flag laying in the feather at the 45-yard line. And that's going to be a hold, and that will back the Tornadoes up. So instead of having first and 10 at the 32, they're going to be looking at about a second and 22 back in their own territory. You cannot have penalties against good teams. Yeah, not a bad throw there by Lunsford to get the first down, but penalties will certainly hurt you as it's going to bring Alcoa back pretty deep. It's going to put them around the 45-yard line as Lunsford comes out with his team. He's in the shotgun formation, two receivers to the left and one to the right, and a running back to the left and right of Lunsford in the backfield. And it'll be a give. Actually, it's Lunsford keeping. Or actually, no, the give is to Sankey. Sankey, a little misdirection there, and gets it back into Indian territory at the 49. And the Tornadoes will be looking at a third down and about 16. And Lunsford back into the Alcoa huddle. 
and he'll be working from a shotgun with two receivers to the right and a tight end to the right as well. He's going to load up throw. He's got another tornado open over the middle, and that's going to be close to a first down as that was completed to Sutter. Sutter worked from a slot out of a tight end position, did a little skinny post, was hit with a bullet from Lunsford, and it just drives the pile forward. They're going to say his progress is a yard shy of a first down. Alcoa looks to go here on fourth and one. Actually, Heath, they're going to call for the chains to measure. I thought he got it. I thought the uh, I thought he got it by a whole yard, but I'm well, a long way from the action. And it's going to be about a yard shy, I yeah, believe. I, mean, I think it's going to be short. Yeah, it's going to be about a yard shy, and that'll be fourth down and, and maybe a foot, maybe about, you know, 10, 12 inches. But here's the, here's the thing, Marty, is I don't think that that call for it to check the spot was to really check the spot. I think that gave Rankin a minute to talk to his offense, come up with the play they wanted to run and make sure everybody was on the same page. And look for Alcoa here to potentially try to get them to jump. Indeed, and if not, uh, I don't believe we'll be looking at a field goal. This would be a 52-yard attempt. Yeah. And I'm looking for a flag to see which way. The wind's kind of going right to left the way Alcoa is moving now. They're moving right to left on your listening device, and it will be Lunsford going under center. Eye formation now with Sankey dotting the eye. Two tight ends, Sankey getting the ball, picking up the first down, still on his feet inside the 30 down to the 28-yard line. And uh, Dwight Price of Realty Executives, first down for the Tornadoes with 7.14 left in the first quarter, tied at 7. Alcoa driving. We all come from any walks of life, but no matter where you come from, the Blunt Partnership's goal is to always ensure you and your business are our top priority. In Blunt County, you are family. In the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, there is no greater place to plan a business and raise a family. We'd love to pair up with you and plan for the days ahead. Here, you can have it all at BluntPartnership.com. Dobbins Bennett, and on first down, launch for the pass. He moves around the pocket, moves up. Finds Sankey open in the right corner, throws it, and Sankey just not able to get completely to the football. That'll go incomplete, and it'll be second and ten. But what a little improv work by the uh, Tornado quarterback, Zach Lunsford. What was more impressive is staying along that line of scrimmage, going east to west with a beautiful throw on the run. And the give this time out of the shotgun goes to Jordan Harris, and he's just stonewalled at the – line of scrimmage, and it'll now be third down and ten for the Tornadoes as Lunsford comes over to the sideline to get the play. And let's do a personnel. I got Anderson, Sankey, Bonham, Ronald Jackson, and number... I got Brayden Anderson over there. And it'll be... Lunsford back. He's going to look. He's got a receiver open. Through just a little too late, Heath. And the ball sails out of bounds and incomplete. So decision time again for the Tornadoes. This would be about a 45-yarder from the right hash. 
and I'm not sure if Coach Rankin is confident enough in his kicker. He's not. He'll send his quarterback, Lunchford, back into the offensive puddle, and the Tornadoes will go here with six minutes left to go in the first quarter on fourth down and ten. Yeah, Rankin led uh, Lunsford know it, too, when he went over to get the play from Coach Sweetland. Uh, he got that ball out way late. Probably would have had a first down. Anderson there had he got him right on the break. Regardless, shotgun, Sankey in the backfield with oh, – and Alcorn's uh, going to take a timeout. Bottom didn't know where he was supposed to be. And he tried to motion him yeah. over, but the play clock ran out or was running out, so Alcorn takes a timeout. And it looks a little discombobulated at, at this point, Heath, and that's not like the Tornadoes. I think they're trying to work a few more sets into their offensive scheme tonight, and it's causing them some problems as far as personnel and just getting set. Yeah, I may have uh, went through a few different ones in practice this week just to try to throw Dobbins Bennett off balance. That time, probably just not remembering exactly where you were supposed to line up. You kind of wonder if the play earlier, losing the fumble from Bottom, maybe still in his head a little bit. But here's the thing. Bottom, a very talented young man on defense, and on offense, as we've seen the past few weeks, he's got to learn to shake that off and keep moving on. So it's going to be fourth and nine now, and both teams break the huddle, and they come back out, Marty, to the line of scrimmage. And it will be Alcoa fourth down and ten from the Indians' 28-yard line. Lunsford, same set. He's got trips to the right, and a receiver left. He's going to roll out again. Same play. Lunsford does the same thing and just sells it out of bounds. Had the receiver. Ronald Jackson, he was open. Lunsford just didn't get his feet and shoulders squared and sailed it out of bounds, and that's just a sophomore learning. I mean, he did better there getting the ball out quick. Yeah, just a little too much on the outside there, not setting and following through properly with that throw, but uh, much better getting it out quicker out of his hands. A quicker release is what they were looking for on that play as Jackson coming out of the break was wide open on the sideline. Um, but Sometimes that happens, as you mentioned, Marty. Mistakes like that are going to happen, and you're going to learn and continue to develop at the quarterback position. But that gives Dobbins Bennett the ball now at the 27. And it'll be a shotgun. And the give will be the teaser, and he'll be hit at the line of scrimmage, and he muscles his way forward and out to the 30. He'll pick up right at three yards. It'll set up second down and seven. And once again, hurry up, and it is Dobbins Bennett wanting the snap, trying to draw the Tornadoes offside. And what number is the quarterback down there? Number one, that is Zane Whitson. He also does some punting for them. And he'll turn, he'll give the ball to Teaser again. Teaser will push white jerseys out past 30, still on his feet, moving forward and out to the 33. A good run that time, strong young man, and he'll pick up enough yardage to set up a third down now and a long four for the Indians. Marty, a correction, as we heard over the speaker from the public address announcer, it is Tessner. Tessner. Just so we know, moving forward. And, uh, Marty, he was moving some individuals until he met the brick wall that is Camden Burden. As a Burden, the recent UNC Charlotte commit, Matt Tessner, after a few yards, and stood him up, and that's where the referees called the play. Now, Coyne late in their defensive set, and it is Whitson at quarterback. He takes a snap, looks, pressured. He throws late, and a catch made 
by number 20, that is Gage Hensley, and he'll pick up the first down for Dobbins Bennett, and a good play that time, and a lot of patience from the Dobbins Bennett quarterback. Well, it was impressive about that, Marty, is he had about three Alcoa defensive linemen breathing Indeed. down his neck. But what he did was as he was escaping, you didn't see him looking back, looking back. You saw him just continuing to stay poised, continuing to roll out, follow through his progressions, keep his eyes down the field, and that's what happens is Anderson just missed tipping that ball away, and uh, Dobbins Bennett just gets a first down. Shotgun, they got two wings or have two wings to the left. They're going to run it left in the form of number two, I believe it's in the game now. And that's Philip Armitage. And he'll pick up about four after the 42, and it'll be second down and six. 3.30 left in the first quarter, and a very competitive game thus far. So it is Indians back to the line. They'll have two wings, one to each side, and now they'll move a wing from the left side to the right side to have two and a receiver to each side, and they're going to give the tester. And actually, that is once again number two, Armitage, and he's running the football and into Alcoa territory. They'll move the chains again and have a first down at the Alcoa 46-yard line. Yeah, nice run that time as the quarterback whips and fakes a run to the left as he hands it off to Armitage, who runs to the right. A nice hole opened up there by the right side of the offensive line. Armitage, plenty of room to run. Looks very intimidating with that neck collar on as he jukes and jives and lowers his head, kind of like Mike Allstott running over the defender as he was brought down by Braden Anderson. So Dwight Price, Realty Executives, first down for Dobbins Bennett as they've crossed the 50, and they're now at the 46. Quick snap, back to the quarterback. Blitz by Alcoa, and you can put him in a bag. Whitson is back all the way back to the 45-yard line. That is a loss of nine on first down for the Indians. On that time, Whitson sacked by none other than the Georgia Tech commit. Gray Carroll for Alcoa. Carroll standing at 6'3", 255 pounds. Does a good job getting around the outside. Tyson breaking through the middle, knocking the offensive lineman back into Whitson and allowing Carroll to come down with the sack. Three receivers left, a wing to the right, and a lone setback in Armitage for the quarterback Whitson. And in motion, they bring one of the receivers. They hand it back going the other way to Armitage, and he's back near midfield on second down. That'll set up now third down and about 15 for the Indians. A minute and a half left in the first quarter. A lot of action so far, Heath. A lot of good football. Well, this is what we expected, Marty, as Alcoa finishing off the regular season facing their third 6A opponent this year. A very impressive stat for such a a, a smaller school, as you mentioned, only about a third of the size of this one. Um, Alcoa holding their own. And uh, Dobbins in it trying to see how they compete with them as well as Alcoa is one of the top teams in the state. And once again, same formation, another blitz this time from the corner and a quick throw. And the ball, does the ball come loose? No, he caught it. He caught it. That was complete to Cody. And Trent Cody gets the ball back to about the original line of scrimmage. And that'll set up fourth down and 10. And they will bring on the punter. 
Is that number 21, Hayden Russell? Manning. Manning is the punter. And number 31, Grayton Manning, the 6'351 sophomore punter. Back to kick and back to receive for Alcoa, Marty. It looks to be Ronald Jackson and also number 26, Isaiah Bryant. Russell calls for the fair catch and gets it at the 17-yard line, and that's where the Tornadoes will take over first and 10. If nothing else there, Keith, the Indians have now flipped the field on Alcoa. Alcoa starting to get not as good field position as they were getting the first couple of possessions. Yeah, battle of field position in tonight's ballgame is going to be extremely important. We've got about 10.9 seconds remaining here in the first quarter. We'll go into the second quarter here in just a moment. But, uh, yeah, Dom has been continuing to push Alcoa deeper and deeper back, having to have a longer offensive drives put together. So you'll probably see Alcoa here maybe run the football and then go into the second quarter here in just a moment as Lunsford gets the snap, and they decide to pass it instead, and they're going to go deep. Lunsford's throwing it out there and just over the arms of Braden Anderson. He had a step and a pretty good throw, and he's eventually Lunsford's going to dial that in, and they're going to start hitting some big plays later on in this football game. He's just got to, I mean, both throws, he's got to shorten it just a touch. He's just putting a little too much power on that. Uh, just got to correct that just, just, a, just a bit, and I'll be able to connect there with Braden or give him one more second before he puts that ball in the air. He's got plenty of time with a very talented offensive line, but now it's going to be second and ten after Alcoa decided to, uh, to uh, throw on first down. And it'll be a give to Sankey, and Sankey tries to pivot and pirouette out of tacklers and will give ground and lose about a yard on the play, and it'll set up now third down and 11 for Alcoa, and that's the end of the first quarter. Let's take a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. And we'll be back with second quarter action after these messages on the Twin City Certified Game of the Week. Alcoa Dobbins Bennett tied at seven. We are Windy City Grill and we brought Chi Town Taste to the 865. Chicago style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Well, welcome back into the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week as they are wrapping up a TV commercial break here. We are getting ready to get things rocking and rolling here at the beginning of the second quarter. 
as we just finished one quarter of play. Three left to go, and Alcoa and Dobbins Bennett tied at 7-all. As this game started off with a little bit of a bang, as Alcoa, after getting the opening kickoff return, one play, end zone. As Alcoa with a little trickeration, a little handoff reverse pass down the field, Braden Anderson wide open, Braden Anderson for six. Extra point is good, but then looking back down to the original line of scrimmage, Alcoa had a player down, one of Alcoa's most important players. That is the senior defensive back and playmaker, do it all on offense, Isaiah Cox. Cox down on the turf. They brought him up. He seemed to be walking fine, either an upper body injury potentially or maybe a concussion took him off the field. He will not return tonight. Dobbins Bennett on their second offensive drive takes it down the field and uh, doesn't score, but then gets back on defense and takes one away from Alcoa and takes it back for a defensive touchdown. So, Marty, it's been a good game so far. Now Alcoa trying to get things going on offense again. Oh, he's got a receiver open, and Lunsford having to, to get rid of the ball and to rest, going off of one foot, and he had a receiver that had come open, and that was Ronald Jackson, and, and, and the kid took a big hit at the end, and somebody's going to pump some air back into him because I think he lost all of his. That'll set up fourth down now and 11, and Alcoa will have to punt after this injury timeout. Yeah, Marty, that didn't look good again as two big-time players for Alcoa. That one, I think, more of uh, he's going to need some oxygen on the sidelines. They kind of hit him right during him with that helmet and knocks the breath away from Ronald Jackson. Jackson is back on his feet and slowly walking over to the sideline. So now Alcoa will be forced to punt. Lunsford again there, Marty. He's, he's throwing some beautiful balls. They're just not quite there at that time. He's got Jackson wide open on the sideline and throws him just a little too, a bit too far. And Jackson tries to jump up and extend, and Jackson pays the price. And so now Braden Anderson back for Alcoa for the punt. And he will, be do, he will do so inside his own five-yard line. And it'll be one man back for the Indians and just getting the ball off. It's a great punt, and it's going to hit, and it's going to take an Alcoa roll and be down at about the 30, actually 28-yard line. And 11:40, a great punt that time for Braden Anderson, and it will be Dobbins Bennett starting at their own 29. So a good job. He's able to turn it over. And get the roll and avoid giving the Indians good field position. Nice fun indeed that time by Raiden Anderson. And this is where Dobbins Bennett will take over offensively. So far, Dobbins Bennett has not been able to score on offense. They've had a couple of decent drives. But Alcoa has eventually been able to pin him up and get the football back. We'll see if Dobbins Bennett can break through here. Shotgun. And it'll be a fake play action escape post complete to number 17. That's Braden Marshall. And it will be Marshall picking up a first down at the 41-yard line. So a pickup of about 12, and the Indians move the chains. What a smart play call by the offensive coordinator for the Indians to get the ball out of the hands of Whitson quickly as Alcoa has gotten some nice pressure in the backfield tonight. Indeed, two receivers now to the far side of the field. And a lone setback. And Whitson working from a pistol. Give is going to be to Tessner. 
Chester is going to get it out to about the 44. He'll pick up three yards on first down to set up second down and seven. Brought down by the junior linebacker, excuse me, sophomore linebacker Aaron Davis, 5'10", 190 pounds. As Davis has gotten a few plays here and there throughout the season at the linebacker position. Only a sophomore, but a big-time hitter and he'll be another futuristic player we'll be talking a lot about over the next few seasons. Shotgun. Tester, the lone setback in motion. They'll send left to right is Gillespie, and it'll be Tester once again on the carry. He'll get down to about the 48-yard line, and that'll set up third down and three. Time play here for Dobbins Bennett. You have to wonder, Marty, with the struggles recently from this Alcoa offense, how tired this defense is going to get being on the field for a long time. So uh, really need to get a big-time stop here for Alcoa D, and the offense is going to have to get something going, may potentially even see Camden Burden come back in at quarterback. Yeah, and I've not seen number eight on the field much at all tonight. And it's going to be a give right up the middle, and it's going to be short. Is It's going to be... That's number two. Marty is a big time hit that time. Yeah. The man you were just talking about, Camden Burden, getting in the backfield and stopping that play before it could get going. And that's where he really shows up as defensively. And that's where they actually want him playing is on the defense. And he did come up right there and make a big stop and no gain. It's now fourth and three. And it will now be Manning on the punt once again for the Indians. Back deep will be Ronald Jackson. The kick is away. It looks like illegal men downfield that time by the Indians. Jackson makes the catch, a fair catch, at about the 19-yard line, and they were really in his face. I can't believe there there could have possibly been, you know, interference with the catch, but, you know, that's borderline. But they, and I don't know what the exact rule is in high school ball, but before he made the punt, the linemen were – 15, 16 yards downfield. Marty, I think one of the most important things is that Jackson's back on the field. As Jackson took that big hit earlier and went out of bounds, looking like he got the breath knocked out of him. But he's back. He was able to get that big punt return. I agree with you. Pretty close play call there. Could have been kick-catch interference. They won't do it, though. And, Marty, there is a TV timeout on the field as both teams go back to their huddle. And let's take it with them with 8.52 left to go in the second quarter. We're all nodded at 7 on the Twin City Certified and Variable Game of the Week. Back after this Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. School, where the tornadoes are all knotted at seven. 
with 8.52 left in the second quarter with the Indians of Dobbins Bennett and Alcoa with the ball at their own 19 first and 10. And we'll see who Coach Rankin sends out at quarterback. And it'll be, once again, Lunsford. And this young man's going to grow up fast in this game. And just as missed, he's just just slightly missed. He's got the arm, and he will in the touch. And, and we've seen the videos of him throwing the ball in the summertime. Very accurate. It's just it's a little different when it comes to game speed. Actually, Burden back in the game at quarterback. He'll turn the pitch to Sankey. Sankey around the corner making one, two, three, four. Now five men miss as he gets out past the 30 to the 32-yard line. He'll pick up a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down and a nice sweep that time by the Tornadoes. Yeah, that play, Marty, was would have been stopped in the backfield if it wasn't for the senior running back, Amon Sankey, kind of bouncing around a couple defenders, getting to the outside, and finding his way as he jukes back into the middle of the field, a big-time first down to start the drive for Alcoa as Burden gets it here on the shotgun. And it will be a throw, a deep throw, and coming back, oh, almost making the catch over there is Ronald Jackson. Braden Anderson. Braden Anderson. He is just an athlete, and he saw it, tried to stop, loses his feet, kind of crawls back toward it, and almost makes the catch. Yeah, I mean, he almost just got to sit there and wait for it to fall into his lap, um, but just a little bit short that time. Um, but one of the things you saw there, Marty, is uh, Camden Burden, Number one, didn't overthrow him. and gave him a minute to come back to it. Probably still need to put a little bit more touch on it. But Burden stood tall in the pocket, stayed strong, and made that throw. Now he hands it off to Sankey, and a big-time run by Sankey. Sankey with another big-time first down, and he's still Feel going. Feet. And just dragged down by the shoestring teeth as he gets into Indians territory and dropped at the 40. But, my gosh, what a run that time. And that was like the one-man game, Ahmad instant Sankey. Well, Ahmad that time, Marty, just putting the offense on his back and carrying them across the 50, across the 40, and finally down at the 39-yard line. But two big-time carries by this young man for two big-time first downs and really putting some life back into this offense. And Alcoa now going back to a tight end to the – two tight ends to the right, unbalanced to the right, I-formation – Burden under center, and they've got, I believe, Ford is a wide out to the left and Jackson to the right, and it's going to be a pitch to Sankey. Huge hole. He cuts he back goes. through it. He's 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. Finally escorted out of bounds at the 8, and that will set Alcoa up in the common sense pest control red zone and a first and goal at the 8-yard line. What a run. This this whole drive has been a mod instant thinking. <laughs> Excuse me. Little, um, i got to get me some more water. There's also a special weather bulletin for Knoxville and the Tri-Cities area I'll get to in a moment. Same formation. And the give is to Sankey. And this time coming off the edge from the left is number three. That's Ratliff. And just a run blitz that time came untouched and drop Sankey for a five-yard loss. 
It'll be first down and second down and goal now from around the 13-yard line. Nice play that time, but the lineman getting in the backfield quickly and going for the shoestrings and wrapping up by the feet to not allow Sankey to use that upper body and fake him out. Burden and shotgun now. Three receivers right, one left, and there's a whistle. And I believe it might have been delay a game. Or Al Coy got a timeout. Oh, but Dobbins Bennett, I'll get it right eventually. But uh, something Dobbins Bennett didn't like about the formation the Tornadoes were in, they get a quick timeout with 6.58 left to go in the second quarter. We're tied at 7 on the Twin City Certified and Maryville Game of the Week. We'll be back after this Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blount County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. To Ford. And we're back, and you may have just heard us as uh, we were waiting to come back from the break. It is Bert popping and looking and finding an open. Is that Jackson? Landon Ford. Landon Ford. That was number three over in the right corner of the end zone. And that's another six for the Tornadoes and an Everding Orthodontics touchdown to put the Tornadoes in the lead 13-7 to pending the PAT. Heaton will hold, and it will be Jet Axel Foley on to attempt. Snap good, the hole good, the kick splits it and is doing. And just like that, Alcoa is back up seven, 14 to seven with 6.52 left to go in the first half. We'll be back with more action and the Twin City certified game of the week after these messages. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey, and I approve this message. Right. 
with Iggy and the Stooges in 1969 as Alcoa just improved their lead 14-7 over the Indians. And the squib kick that rolls and is finally picked up at the 10-yard line by the deep back for the Indians as he brings it out past the 20, the 25. And it will be number 10. That is Cody bringing it out to about the 29-yard line where it will be first down and 10. Oh, okay. We've got some photos of uh, – and I don't want to, you know, speculate on injuries, but uh, Cox does have his arm in a sling down on the alcohol bench. So uh, we wish him well, and hopefully that's precautionary. And it will be now the Indians with the ball. They're in a shotgun. They've got a wing to the right, two receivers to the right, and the running back will get the ball up the middle. That's Tesner. And he'll get the ball maybe back to the line of scrimmage, maybe pick up about a half yard, but that'll be it. And it'll be second down now and nine or ten for the Indians. So after the first run, it's second and nine for Dobbins Bennett. Alcoa back in the lead, 14-7 to with 6-17 counting on the clock here in the second quarter as they turn in with him, gets the play call from the sidelines and brings his team to the line of scrimmage. He'll be in a shotgun, same formation as the last play, except instead of a wing, they'll have a tight end to the right. And now in motion, they'll send Ratliff left to right, and there's a ton of maroon jerseys over there, but not a lot of real estate as Alcoa sniffs it out and drops it for about a yard gain. There's also a flag in the backfield of the Indians, and it's going to be illegal motion. The player was not set after he motioned heat, and that will cost the Indians five. And they'll replay second down. I don't think because it was illegal motion, Alcoa had the opportunity to decline it, but it'll be second down now in 14. And I got another social media shout-out, Heath, and this one is directed to you from uh, an old co-worker of mine, David Yardley, uh, said to say hello. Oh, what's up, David? Uh, thanks for the shout-out, my man. Yeah, we used to work together, so glad he's doing well and certainly appreciates the love. Oh, co-worker uh, of you and I both. Yep. So it is shotgun, and it's going to be a screen setup. They do it beautifully. They set that one up great, but Alcoa's quick to reassemble defensively, and it's I believe that is Bauman who will bring down Tesner on the screen at the 31-yard line, and that will be a gain of about seven, but it'll also be third down and eight. Part of the young man who blew that up and stopped that screen from going farther, the freshman, Elijah Cannon came up, took his time, read the play, and he blew up the blocker, which allowed Tesner nowhere to go. Tesner, and it finally got stopped. And two receivers left, one right, and they play action to Tesner, and they throw out in the flat. That's Cody, number 10, and it is incomplete and breaking things up over there for the Tornadoes is number 19, and that is Jamal Williams, and he started to get more playing time, too, Heath, as the year's going on. He certainly has. Marty done a really good job 
on the punt return team and done well on defense as well. His name has been called upon as Williams and Cox back to await the punt from number 31 of Dobbins Bennett. That is great Manning. It's actually Bryant and uh, camp receiver Jackson are the deep people or men for the Tornadoes. It's a long kick. It's going to be fielded by, that is Bryant, and he tries to find the wall to the left, not there as just getting downfield and in a hurry are the Indians, and they drop Bryant at the Alcoa 34-yard line. But Alcoa will take possession with a seven-point lead and 4.37 left to go in the second quarter. Already back in at quarterback is Camden Burden as he comes back out and will give play to his offense. And as they break the huddle, they will be in the shotgun formation with Ahmad Sankey to the left of Burden. Trips out to the right and one receiver to the left for Alcoa. And shotgun snap is back to Burden. He's going to roll right. He's going to look back to left. Now he's in pressure. He's going to load up. He's got a receiver open in Anderson. Anderson coming back for the football. Makes the catch. The defender stumbles. And it's going to be see you later. I'm in pay dirt and an Everding orthodontic touchdown tornadoes, Braden Anderson. Well, just a great job by Anderson, Marty, being able to see that pass and come back and go get the football. That's the second time Burden has underthrown Braden. Last time, almost caught it on the ground. This time, he stays up on his feet. He comes away with the catch and is able to evade the defender and then break loose down the field to Pater. That's Anderson's second receiving touchdown of the night. Nobody plays the ball in high school football in East Tennessee better than Braden Anderson. I don't care what school, what level you play at, Braden Anderson breaks on the ball and reads it better than anybody I've seen in a long, long time. Snap, kick, doing. And no, they say he yanked it. They're going to say he yanked it to the left. No good. Regardless, Alcoy leads 20-7 to with 420 left to go in the first half. And Heath, we, we hope that doesn't come back to haunt us. But you never know. A missed extra point is like missing a technical free throw. Two-score lead for Alcoa, but, Marty, you are correct. You do hope that does not come back to hurt you. If Alcoa has an opportunity to get into the end zone again, you wonder if they will go to – go for two just to try to make sure they've got that 14 or 21 potentially point lead but they've still got four minutes and 23 seconds remaining here in the second quarter and they're going to have to kick this thing off to Dobbins Bennett see if they can hold them here before the end of the first half and even potentially Marty if they've got time get the football back and you know if they are able to do that maybe they can get back in field position enough to kick a field goal and maybe make up for that we'll see as this Alcoa team is coming back onto the field getting ready for the kickoff as the kicker for Alcoa, number 95, Jet Foley, the 5'10", 160-pound junior kicker. And back to receive for Dobbins Bennett is going to be number five, Jonathan Gillespie, the 5'7", 137-pound wide receiver, only a sophomore, and also number 10, the 6'2", 180-pound senior, and also plays wide receiver, Trent Cody. So Jeff Foley gets back. Takes a step back that he needs to take. A couple steps to the left. Looks upon his team. Looks at the referee and gets ready for the official call. And here we go. High end over end. It will be fielded, I believe, that is by Cody at the nine. 
And Cody has a seam right up the middle. Actually, that is number six, I think. Number. Once he comes out of the. That is Jonathan uh, Gillespie. Yeah, at 5'7", 137 pounds, soaking wet with boots as he brings it out and gets the ball out to the 31 and kind of just gets lost in there. He's behind the players and, and the blockers and just weaves his way upfield in a, about a 22-yard gain on the return. Well, now Dobbins Bennett will try to see if they can get something going on offenses again, Marty. The lone score tonight for the Indians came from a defensive strip return for a touchdown. Yep. This offense has yet to score. That's what I was going to bring up earlier, as it is now first and ten for the Indians. They're going to be a quarterback. Great belly fake, and it will be Whitson, the quarterback, faking the ball to the left and just basically taking off on his own, picks up about – 12 yards, and we'll have a first down for the Indians at their own 43-yard line. A little misdirection, a little how do you do, I'll take a first down. On the first time Whitson has actually kept it tonight, he's done it a couple times where he's handed off to the running back and then faked like he was going to take off. It's kind of lull the defense to sleep throughout the first quarter and a half with that play, and then you finally keep it, certainly through Alcoa off balance, and a good play by Dobbins Bennett. And he's back. He's got a receiver open. A beautiful throw, and it is complete. And still running downfield is number 17. That's Braden Marshall, a 6'4", 195-pound senior, and a great hookup that time and pass and catch from the quarterback to his wideout. Marshall, the leading receiver for the Indians, 21 receptions, 439 yards, and five touchdowns coming into this ball game as he picks up the 22nd reception of the season and Dobbins Bennett another Dwight Price of Realty first down and it's three minutes and 42 seconds and winding here off the clock Alcoa 20 Dobbins Bennett seven in the second quarter tight end to the left two receivers to the right and one coming in motion now left to right to give up the middle to number two that is Armitage and Armitage down inside the 20 into the red zone as he's dropped at the 17-yard line. Party and not getting up just mm. yet is Gray Carroll. Yeah, he had hip trouble in the offseason. actually required surgery, and he is slow to get up now. Let's hope that's nothing bad because he is definitely one of the best defensive players. His helmet's off, and I do believe it's his lower extremity. He's kind of worked himself to his knees as Peggy Bratt is there on the scene. And what an amazing job. I know we say it over and over again. He's up. Might have been gut-punched. But he's up and off to the sideline as uh, Peggy Bratt wants to get in there quickly. And we talk about her so much. But what a wonderful she do- job she does, not only for this football team, but the Alcool community as a whole. Well, Barney must have been another player down as well, at least I think so, is it looks like someone is surrounded on the middle of the field. The Dobbins Bennett player, and he's been tended to, and they're really looking after him. They're really looking after him. This one seems to be a little bit more serious. Maybe not. They're going to help him up now. And they're going to have to – he's going to have to have some help off the field, and he's putting pressure on both feet or both legs, and let's hope he can get back to action. I hope he's okay. One of the senior offensive linemen, Caleb Burleson, 6'2", 270 pounds. He is gingerly walking to the sidelines, having some trouble putting full weight 
on one of those legs, it looks like he's favoring as they have uh, his arms around both coaches and he's making his way to the timeline. That's that left leg that seems to be a little uh, tender, if you will. And it is second down and three for the Indians at the Alcoa 17-yard line. Shotgun, two wings, and a receiver to each side for the Indians. And one setback in the form, I believe that's Armitage. Whitson, the quarterback, turns, gives the ball this time to Armitage. Armitage hit in the backfield, then drives forward. He may get about a half a yard, but good defense that time by the Tornadoes. And Gray Carroll now back into the defensive huddle for Alcoa. Back onto the field, I should say. And the Alcoa defense, as you said earlier, they've not given up a point tonight against this 6A squad. And this 6A Dobbins Bennett team has scored some points this year. Shotgun formation for Whitson. He has man in motion. He's going to turn. He's going to fake the pitch and keep it himself. He'll take it inside the 10, still on his feet, struggling. And Braden Anderson finally able to bring him down as he gets near the five-yard line. Nice run by the Dobbins-Bennett quarterback. Even better play call. Yeah, indeed. Good good call. One of the best color commentators in the game. He doesn't get that reputation for nothing. But that was a great call and just a good read by the quarterback as he found the hole and worked himself upfield and picked up a first down at the Alcoa 5 to be first and goal. A minute, 45 seconds left now in the first half as the Indians will go out formation with a tight end to the right, two receivers to the right. The kid will be to the right to, I believe that's number two, that is Armitage, and he may get back to the line of scrimmage. Looks like he's going to lose about two yards to the seven, so it'll be second down and goal at seven as the wind picks back up here in the Tri-Cities. Wind picks back up, and so does this tornado defense. The great Carroll gets in the backfield and kind of shoestring tackles Armitage and causes him to trip and fall and lose about a yard or two. So you're correct, Marty. It's going to be now second and seven for the Indians. They're seven yards away from Pater, trying to get their first offensive score of the ballgame. Shotgun, Armitage alone set back. He'll get the ball. No, he's going to be a fake, and the ball looked like it was batted at the line of scrimmage, and we got a little extracurricular activities late. Rain's coming in. Yeah, the rain is coming in now, and as it starts to drop, that'll be incomplete and set up third down and go from the seven, and we could start to feel the rain here uh, amongst us. And, and Heath, uh, the weather report that I got is we're going to have 10 to 20 miles per hour winds consistently with gusts up to 35 miles an hour until 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Stay away from wooded areas and trees and limbs if you can. And with 58 seconds, Dobbins Bennett will use a timeout. We'll take one with them. It's a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. We'll be back with more of the Twin City Certified Game of the Week after reminding you Alcoa leads Dobbins Bennett 27, Dobbins Bennett at the Alcoa 7. Back in 60 seconds. We need to pull. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040. 
and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. is starting to come down and getting underneath here as we're starting to get a little wet. We're back. We're back, and it's going to be Dobbins Bennett giving the ball to Tresner. He rounds the corner on the right-hand side and is out of bounds at about the two-yard line. So it's going to be a decision time now for Dobbins Bennett as they have now a fourth and goal just outside of the two-yard line. As the rain is starting to get the table wet here. Uh, but regardless, we can play through this. And it will be the Indians going for it on fourth and a long two. Trying to get into the end zone for the first time tonight offensively. And it's going to be a reverse. And that one's going to get blown. Oh, sir. That was Armitage on the reverse. No, actually, that's number five. That is Gillespie. They tried a little trickeration heat. And how many times have I said you do not run reverses on the goal line? Well, Marty, it took a long time, but what it also did is it's difficult because you've got a lot of team speed on this Alcoa defense. They stuffed that play out before it could get going and then ultimately causing Dobbins Bennett to lose a few more yards on the play and a heck of a job of that Alcoa defense. A turnover, and yet, Marty, Dobbins still has yet to score on offense, and now with 47 seconds left to go here in the second quarter, Alcoa has the football, Camden Bird in that quarterback, and you have to imagine Rankin's probably be satisfied here with victory formation once or twice. And going oh, to the yeah, half. that's exactly what they're going to do, is it will be Burden under center. He'll take the snap, go to a knee, 40 seconds now and counting, and under 40 now. It's going to be right at, I don't know if the Tornadoes will have to take another snap. <clears throat> they may after a delay of game penalty, but I, I don't think so. We'll see. It's it's really, really close. There's about tw- It's almost identical uh, as far as the play clock and the game clock go. Uh, however, it's not identical on the scoreboard as the Tornadoes lead 20-7. to seven. And that will be it. Tornadoes will snap it, and it'll be Burden taking another knee, and that will send both teams to the locker room and Alcoa taking a 13-point lead with them on the road up here in Bristol. And stay tuned for the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 halftime report paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey treasurer, and also the Denso scoreboard. Back in three minutes after reminding you, you're listening to the Twin City Certified and Maribel Game of the Week as Alcoa leads at the half 20-7 over the Indians. I'm Dobbins Bennett. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, 
I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653 or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Here at the halftime show alongside Scott Dunkel as we are in the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey. Bob Ramsey Treasurer Halftime Show. And I'm going to turn it over to Scott now to do the statistical breakdown as Alcoa leads Dobbins Bennett 20 to 7. Scott, take it away. All right. Thank you very much, Ethan. Yeah, they're definitely a very blusty, blusterly evening. Um, anyway, let's get back to stats here up Bennett. So far tonight, 53 yards on 19 attempts, 5 of 7 in passing, no interception, 63 yards, 26 total plays, scrimmage 116, offensive scrimmage yards 159 total, uh, all-purpose yards, one touchdown that was a defensive touchdown, two or four penalties, four 28 yards, five first downs, four Dobbins Bennett, leading the way in passing, four Dobbins Bennett, and... Uh, the only quarterback used so far for Dobbins Bennett, Dane Whitson, 
Again, 507, 63 yards has been sacked once. Leading rushers for Dobbins Bennett, Zane Whitson, three carries, 11 yards. Bill Armistead, six carries, 24 yards. Kyler Tanier, nine carries for 26 yards. Looking over at Alcoa, Zach Lunsford, two of eight in passing, 23 yards. Camden Burton, two of three, 78 yards, two touchdowns. Isaiah Cox, one of one for 53 yards, also for a touchdown. Neither quarterback has been sacked. Leading rushers for Alcoa, Ahmad Tanky, eight carries, 98 yards, no touchdowns. Receiving for Alcoa, having a great night, Braden Anderson, three catches, 127 yards, two touchdowns. And to Heron Sutter. To Heron Sutter, it's one catch for 15 yards, and Landon Ford, one catch, 12, and a touchdown. Alcoa, 99 yards on 10 rushing attempts, 5 of 12 in passing, 154 yards. 22 plays from scrimmage, 253 total yards from scrimmage, 309 all-purpose yards. Again, three touching, uh, passing touchdowns for Alcoa, six first downs, one penalty for 12 yards. They have had one fumble loss. That's what resulted in the touchdown for Dovins Bennett. At this point, this is where we're at, Heath, and uh, so far, so good for Alcoa defensively. Yeah, absolutely, Scott. This Alcoa defense has been impressive as uh, Dobbins Bennett has had a few really nice runs. Um, some, a really good job, I felt, later in the first half, starting to utilize the athletic ability of the quarterback and use his legs a little bit more as they had lulled the defense to sleep early on with Tesner and with Armitage making a lot of the carries. And uh, then they really started to use Whitson more and allow him to fake that take it himself and make that read on his own. And he, he did that a few times and certainly made Alcoa pay for some big-time yardage. But Alcoa really stood tall, stood strong, was able to make some impressive stops there at the goal line to prevent Dobbins Bennett from getting into the end zone. So, so far tonight, that Dobbins Bennett defense, one takeaway, which they took back to, to Pater. But uh, the Dobbins Bennett offense has just been unable to find the end zone. Yeah, exactly. And Alcoa, again, so excellent defense for Alcoa. So they've been really great at being able to keep Dobbins Bennett out of the end zone other than, you know, of course, the fumble return. But uh, defensively, Alcoa, you know, we've said it all year. Basically, they're just stingy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they certainly are, Scott. And, uh, you know, great Carroll. We were certainly glad to hear he was okay. as He had to take a minute. To uh, go over to the sidelines after taking what potentially was a was a gut punch or something, gave it, he had a, he needed a minute to go to the sidelines and cover, but he came back and he was just fine. Made a couple other big plays and uh, a lot of really good playmakers on defense. I think one of the other things, if you're an Alcoa fan, that really stood out from that first half was the first play on offense. Not only was it nice, but Scott, it's one that really has you worried as you move into playoffs after seeing the injury of Isaiah Cox. Yeah, definitely. That was not something Alcoa wanted to see, especially to start the game or at any point during the game. But um, Alcoa has answered at least well enough to maintain the the lead at 20-7 here at the halftime. Yeah, they've played well. And this was a game, Scott, after Alcoa 
got that first score, you saw a lot of momentum in the tornado's favor. Alco was able to stop. Dobbins been on that first offensive drive, get the ball right back. But then that first uh, play from scrimmage on that second offensive drive, Dobbins then it comes in, takes the ball away, takes it for six, and you thought, man, this is going to be quite the ball game. And it's still a pretty good game. But Alcoa was able to kind of pull away a little bit in this that first half. I'm very interested to see what halftime adjustments both teams make. I think Alcoa could clean up a few things offensively. If Zach Lunsford does come back into this ball game, he's just got to be more on point, more on target. He had some really nice, strong throws that just weren't quite accurate enough as he missed some key receivers. Uh, but Camden Burden has come back in and kind of settled this offense down. And I think the player of the game so far, though, has to be Ahmad Sankey, either Ahmad Sankey or Brayden Anderson. I'm giving it to Brayden right now. I mean, I think you've got a fair point. Brayden's had a heck of a night. But a player who, when things were kind of tight and back and forth between these two teams, Sankey came in, took a few carries, and really woke this offense back up. So, you know, I think both of them have had just stellar nights so far. Um, and, and I expect to see more of that in the second half. This is a type of game for Alcoa where they have to play four quarters, though, right? And right. that's something that's going to be really telling in the second half after, after most of the time Alcoa is not used to that. Right, Keith. And, and talking about Sankey again, eight carries on 98 yards uh, or 498 yards. He was getting the workload when Alcoa really needed an extra push. They weren't quite getting the momentum. It looked like it was shifting. But then Braden Anderson has made sensational catches, long yards, three catches for 127 yards. Two touchdowns definitely said, you know, getting the momentum back in Alcoa's favor here. Yeah, I mean, he almost made a catch on the ground yeah, earlier. That was from, really, that was really good. <laughs> from Camden Burden. But, yeah, he's had a heck of a night. But, yeah, Alcoa, most of the games this season, Scott, you see those starters maybe play halfway through the third, and then you see the backups play the rest of the game. Um, you last game, Marie and I talked about that. We talked about how in that Gallagher-Timmon game, you really probably needed to see your starters play a little bit longer just to get them ready for a game like this, as we knew they would probably play the full full time. Um, one, I think they'll be fine, though. I think this will prep them even more. And this is why Coach Rankin said this is the type of game that's really going to help his team prepare for the playoffs. Right, Heath, and it really will. Um, Dobbins Bennett is definitely a very high-quality team. You know, being 6A, they um, – you know, have had a great year. Eight and one. They should have been eight nine and zero. Yeah, faltered against Ontario last week. But um, a really good, really good team. Something that Alcoa can use to build on as they get deeper into the playoffs. Absolutely, Scott. Well, we're going to take a uh, three-minute break. When we come back, Trevor Dunkel will join Scott Dunkel on the headset as we'll continue here at the halftime show, and they'll start to talk a little bit about the playoff picture and some of the big games this week that you have to look forward to tomorrow night. You're listening to the Twin Cities Certified and Miracle Game of the Week on Rocky Top Sports Radio. We'll be back in a few minutes. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55, loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire. 
2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacotte? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. 
Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. <laughs> Welcome back to Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Sorry for the delay, but uh, trying to prevent some technical difficulties. As the rain coming in now with the wind, because uh, uh, we're we're not inside tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We're actually outside of the press box. Um, we're in a covered area. Uh, Dobbins Bennett trying to really make sure that he follows social distancing guidelines with a lot of media, a lot of coaches here tonight. So we did have to go outside. We're luckily covered. We're right next to the press box, and we certainly appreciate their hospitality finding a place for us while still maintaining social distancing. But because of being outside and because of these winds picking back up, rain starting to come in. And so we had to take a minute to protect the radio equipment. And we've, uh, I think we've MacGyvered our way into a uh, very nice setup here using an umbrella and using some 
zip ties and making everything work thanks to the uh, the genius of Trevor Dunkel. Um, and speaking of Trevor Dunkel, I've got him on the headset with me now. It's Trevor. Um, a lot of tough matchups tomorrow night and potentially some big playoff implications. Thank you, Hayes. Yeah, uh, so I'll go through quite a, uh, some of the regions that uh, have to do with either Blount County, uh, our region, some teams we may play, and um, also uh, Knox County. So to start off, uh, we'll start off with uh, 1A region to uh, the, the region that Greenback is in. Um, so it looks like uh, as of right now, Greenback has essentially clinched playoffs, but we're just looking to see if they're going to end up um, either in uh, third, fourth, or they even have a, a spot um, for, for second. Coalfield has already clinched uh, the, the top spot, beating every single team in the region. Um, but tomorrow, Oliver Springs will take on Midway. Um, Oliver Springs right now 4-1 and one in the district where – or I'm sorry, region – where Midway is three and two. Um, and then also Greenback will take on Oakdale, who's one and four in the region and right outside of the playoffs. Oakdale's not going to make it. So Greenback uh, has been lucky this season. Three of the, or I'm sorry, two of the three region wins that they have have been due to COVID. So they got a little bit lucky there. It's, uh, and then they beat Midway last week um, for their actual first win of the season. So uh, we'll we'll pay attention to that tomorrow night to see who uh, or how that um, turns out. But Greenback should be making into the playoffs, but will probably not make the run that they made last year. Um, and then, as we talked about earlier, we'll be playing the uh, fourth seed for three uh, A Region One, and it uh, looks like right now Clyburn's going to take the number one spot there as they are three and one in the region, eight and one overall, and then we'll be taking on. One and seven North Green, who hasn't won a single region in so far this season, though. So Claiborne should take that. I'm um, in Chucky Doak uh, getting a win essentially tonight as West Green tested positive for COVID. So Chucky Doak gets that win, making them four and one in the region, right behind Claiborne. However, they did lose to Claiborne earlier. Or I apologize, I'll take that back. They uh, um, beat Claiborne earlier in the season. Um, so we'll we'll see how that turns out there. Um, and then Johnson County, um, third right now, um, right above Unicoi County, however, uh, who's at fourth. However, both teams play tomorrow night. The winner of that will take the third seed. The loser will take the fourth seed and most likely will play Alcoa in the first round. And then West Green and North Green are out there. Um, and as we've already talked about multiple times, Alcoa has clinched number one spot in our region, 3A region two. Um, but tomorrow uh, will be a battle to see who gets second um, as Gatlinburg Pittman will be taking on Kingston. Um, so that game will, like I said, uh, determine who takes second place as both teams are 4-1 and one in the region. Um, and then Pigeon Forge and Scott will battle for the last uh, spot in the, uh, in the region. Whoever wins that will take fourth seed. Um, and then Northview Academy and Austin East are already out of the playoff picture as both have not won a single um, single region game, but they'll also take it on each other tomorrow night. Um, and then moving on to 3A Region 3, this is the region that Loudon is in. Um, Loudon has uh, had a really good season so far. They're 8-1, 4-0 in uh, the region. They will be taking on Red Bank, who as of right now is third um, in the region behind Brainerd, who will be taking on McMinn Central. So 
depending on how some of those games end up, um, Brainerd and Red Bank could, could be fighting for second and third. Um, and then Sweetwater and Signal Mountain will be taking on each other to see who gets that fourth and final playoff spot in that region. And then moving on to 5A Region 2, a lot of the uh, Knox County and then surrounding area schools. Um, you have South Doyle, who is currently number one. They're 5-1 and one in the region. They'll be taking on um, Powell, who um, is, is not a region opponent. So um, unless Central wins, South Doyle will be getting the number one spot. If Central beats Gibbs, um, then Central it beat South Doyle uh, two weeks ago. So Central, or last week, I apologize. So Central will take number one, and South Doyle will move to number two. Um, and then Halls and Carter um, are, are battling right now for, for third. Um, and then also fourth, or, and also Sevier County, I apologize, um, to add them in there as well. Carter and Sevier County take each other on tomorrow night, both two and three in the region. Gibbs, for the most part, is out unless um, Carter beats Sevier County and Gibbs beat uh, uh, Central. As Gibbs had beat Carter a week ago, so that, that could make that very interesting to see what happens in 5A Region 2. Um, and then also Seymour um, is out of the playoff picture there. They're 0-4 in the region, and they'll be taking on Halls. Um, and then moving on to 5A Region 3, West is leading that right now. They're 9-1 in the season, 5-0 in the, um, in the region. And they'll be taking on Campbell County, who at this point is out of the playoff picture. Oak Ridge right now is 5-1 and in the region. Um, They've lost the West, so for the most part, West has locked up that, that first place spot. Powell is looking at third and Fulton potentially fourth. Um, uh, Fulton actually got another win as Oak Ridge had to forfeit due to COVID. So that region is uh, looking interesting as well. But I'm going to hand over the mic, and we'll talk about more of the playoff pitcher at the end of tonight's game as the players are starting to take the field. Thank you, Trevor, as Alcoa's kickoff team getting ready to back onto the field as we're getting ready to kick off the third quarter of action as Marty Millsaps coming back on the headset with me here in just a moment. And, uh, Marty, we were able to uh, MacGyver a few things, but I think we've got everything back under control. Yeah, and uh, a quick report, this is out now, that Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence has tested positive for COVID-19, sources say uh, at the rap sheet. Number one ranked Tigers are slated to face Boston College Saturday. Oh, wow. So I don't know if that'll affect a victory or not, but uh, we wish him well. Uh, a quick recovery and back to the gridiron, but uh, that just in. As we are now underway, the kick is a squib. It's going to hit at the 20, bounce, and picked up by number 10. That's Cody. He's going to reverse field. He breaks the tackle at the 12 and is able to sidestep. There should be a flag. I think he got hit in the back on the return there late. And regardless, it will be the Indian ball at the 29-yard line to start the second half. They trail the Tornadoes 20-7 to with 11.50 left to go in the third. And uh, pretty much dominated in the first half were the Indians by Alcoa and the Alcoa defense. And now Dobbins Bennett looking to see if they've made some necessary adjustments to find their way back into this ballgame. Shotgun, they're going to turn and hand it to Tesner. And 
Tesner will get it out to about the 34-yard line. He'll pick up about five yards on first down on a, a nice little run, and we can see how he's amassed so many yardage. But I think he's probably got a few bruises, Heath, uh, the way he runs the ball and uh, the number of times he carries it. It's, it has gotten wet, and I'm glad that we have your covers up here, but they're starting to get a little open and, and some wetness now on a, a lot of our notes. It's raining sideways up here in Kingsport. Shotgun, two receivers, actually three receivers to the right, one to the left, and the give once again to Tester. He's got a first down, and out past midfield goes the running back. And Solomon Tyson has some words for Dobbins Bennett over there after he forces Tesner out of bounds. But, you know, if you're going to run your mouth a little bit, do it if you make a tackle for loss, not after you've tackled somebody 20, 25 yards downfield. It is the Indians now with the ball in Alcoa territory at the Tornado 47-yard line. Alcoa does lead 20-7. The Indians on the move. They've gone 24 yards on this series. Shotgun, three-step drop by the Whitson, the quarterback of Dobbins Bennett, and it's complete out to number 17. That is Marshall, and he'll have another first down for the Indians at the Alcoa 36-yard line. So the, the, the first series that they've drawn up at, at halftime, he so far has looked really effective, and it has kept the Tornadoes on their heels here as they're trying to figure out. Well, Marty, uh, on that last throw, it looked like the defensive back was practicing social distancing. He was about <laughs> five yards off the receiver there on the catch. And it will be a receiver each side, a wing, and a tight end to the right, and it's going to be once again the quarterback listen to throw. He's still on his feet. He throws late, and making the catch is number – Three, that is Ratliff, and Ratliff has another first down at the Alcourt 24-yard line. So the Indians continue to move the football, Heath, with 10 minutes left to go here in the third quarter. They do trail 20-7, to though. Well, again, Marty, uh, just like right before the end of the first half, Dobbins Bennett putting together another successful offensive drive, starting to find a few things that work and trying to keep this defense of Alcoa off balance. And a shotgun, a wing to the left, two receivers left. Now they'll send one in motion, and it'll be a quarterback keeper as it will be Whitson that'll lower his shoulder and head and get down to about the 20-yard line where he'll pick up about four yards on first down, or a little over four yards. It'll be second down now in a short six with 9.25 left to go here in the third quarter, Alcoy leading 20-7. And the Indians are moving the ball right to the left on your listening device. As the rain is slacked up a little bit now. And two receivers now set to the right, one to the left, and a tight end to the left for the Indians. The give will be to Tesner, and Tesner is going to be popped and dropped. Looks like Sutter is on the tackle in the backfield for the Tornadoes. That's going to be a loss of about three yards. It'll set up down third down and a short nine. Defense collapsed quickly on that one, Marty. Getting into the backfield and allowing Kessner nowhere to run. 
nowhere to hide. As uh, Bauman on one side, Summerall on the other, and big old mean slice them, dice them, Tyson up the middle, causing the loss of yardage. So it's third and nine now for the Indians of Dobbins Bennett. Shotgun, wing, and two receivers to the right, and two to the left. And it's going to be pressure now, and throwing and incomplete. The intended receiver was once again number 17. That is Marshall, and Whitson's pass just uh, not able to be hauled in, and it'll be fourth down now for DB at the Alcoa 23-and-a-half-yard line. Well, and Marty, if, if you're Alcoa, every time that quarterback escapes pressure right there, it's that quick little kind of out route towards the sideline or that quick little kind of comeback. He's just waiting there on the corner. Uh, Alcoa got lucky there that time that he wasn't able to hold on to it. You have to wonder if these wet right. conditions starting to, to really be a factor. And the way you don't know how much the ball's being blown down there, too. This wind That's is kind of fierce this evening. Shotgun. On fourth down and nine, and it's going to be Whitson put in a bag. He sacked back at the 24, so another loss on downs for the Indians. Alcoa will take over at their own 24, and defense gets big. It bends, but it doesn't break. Yeah, again, Marty Dobbins Bennett successfully moves the football down the field, and they start to get into that red zone, and I'll call the clamps on. And, you know, they've got to start wondering, what if we would have kicked the field goal there toward the end of the first half? They could have attempted one there, and they would be within possibly one score. Yeah, absolutely. you got to start Points thinking, matter. you got to get them on the board. you got to get them on the board. And then another thing I'll tell them, do not run a reverse on the goal line. <laughs> It, it, every time I've seen somebody run a reverse on the goal line, it goes for negative yards. Was up here the first time I saw somebody was Heritage in 99, trying to run one against Science Hill, and it went for a loss. And to give us to Sankey, Sankey pulls ahead forward, may get back to the line of scrimmage, but he gets stoned at the line and drops, and it's 7.53 left to go in third. Alcoa leading 20-7. It'll be second down and 11, and Sankey loses a yard on first down. Alcoa with the football. They have a receiver to each side and two backs with Cam Burden in the tornado backfield. Looks like a blitz is being called, and it is. And a quick pass out to Braden Anderson, and the ball's just a bit high. Anderson usually makes that catch, Heath, but in this, in these conditions, it looks like it's dry now. But that wind has really picked up. Uh, you can hear it through my microphone. I can, I'm sure. Yeah, I promise it's not Marty breathing heavy. The wind is just <laughs> powerful right now. And where does my, where my, my water ball must have? Dropped off and hit somebody in the head in the deck below. <laughs> but uh, is that no. not it right there, Marty? Is that yours? Uh, yeah, that is mine right there. I thought that was a, a Pepsi. <laughs> and it's shotgun for Burden. One back in Sankey, and it's going to be Burden rolling to his right. He's going to heave one oh, deep. Oh, wow. Wide open is Braden Anderson. He gets turned around but does make the catch at the 42-yard line. And once, once again, he plays the ball better than anybody in East Tennessee. Football, prep football, that is. And, 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 
my goodness, what a play. He just turned the corner of the Indians around, and it's now Alcoa first and 10 at the Indian 37-yard line. Bear with us as we try to handle these conditions. High formation now. Burden under center turns, pitches to Sankey. Sankey sees a hole and picks up yardage inside the Indian 30 down to the 29. And that'll set up a second down and one. And he, it wouldn't surprise me if Alcoa don't throw it toward the end zone right here. And we got about everything up here is just soaked. And 6.20, left to go in the third, Alcoa 20, Dobbins been at seven. Shotgun for Burden with two backs and a big offensive front, and it will be Sankey getting the give. He'll get down to about the 28. That's going to be very close to a first down. I believe they're going to say it's third down and just shy of a first down, about probably six, seven inches shy of a first down. And I think they're going to bring the chains on to measure. They are. They're going to bring them out. And once again, I think Rankin may have asked for this. He's to be able to decide, you know, what to call on the next down. Marty, I think if it's close here, I think you go for a quarterback sneak. But Alcoa usually in close yardage situations either like to try to draw the defense offside or sometimes just tries to just stack it, a uh, strong eye. It's well short, as yeah. I said, about six. What would you do here? A ten inches shy. I would. Uh, I definitely go under center. Why not put the jumbo package in and give yeah. it to Sankey dotting the eye behind a bunch of uh, of muscle. I mean, they've, they've won the line of scrimmage battle all night long, and, and this line for Dobbins Bennett's not as big as the one that the Tornadoes faced last week. They're better, <laughs> but not as big, and we'll see how physical they can get. As It will be an eye formation, two tight ends set, receiver, and Anderson to the left. And it will be the freshman, that's Elijah Cannon, at fullback. And it will be Sankey dotting the eye with Burden under center. And it'll be a snap. They're going to go play action. They're going to go to the end zone. He's got it. If he uh. doesn't throw it too far, Brayden Anderson had the corner beat by four yards and putting just too much in, putting – not enough air under the ball as Anderson or Burden that time, Marty, just throwing off his back foot, trying to escape that pressure, caused that ball to be off target and fell a little bit too far down the field. And uh, uh, if he would have taken another minute, put a little bit more touch and air under it to allow it to come down, it would have given time for Anderson to run under it and have another touchdown. But, man, Marty, that Anderson connection has been fire tonight. It has been, and same formation for the Tornadoes. This time they'll give it to Sankey, and he's going to pick up the first down, I believe, behind the big uglies up front, and that'll move the chains for a Dwight Price first and 10 for the Tornadoes. That's awful close. Yeah, that spot's not as good as I thought it would be, but I believe it's it's enough for a first down. It's on the 27, and they've got to get just 
almost to the 27. I think he's got this one eats by about three inches over the nose of the football. We'll see. We will see. And it's going to be, they're going to stretch the chains. And they're going to lower it. And it's going to be a first down for tor- the Tornado. No. They're going to say, he, I don't think you could slide a Visa card between that football and the pole. But they're going to say he's short. And boy, did my eyes deceive me. And then it wouldn't be the first time. Awfully close that time, Marty. And uh, uh, unfortunately for Alcoa, turnover on down. And now it'll give it to Dobbins. But Marty, this is one of the reasons, and, and maybe I preach this more than I should, but I'm just such a big proponent of the quarterback sneak, and I think enough teams don't yeah. do it enough. Fourth and one, you're under center. You're the uh, the closest one to that line of scrimmage to have the chance to push and get that first down. When you go turn to hand it off, you're already back a few more yards to go, and it causes the defense more time to push and get into that backfield. You know, you can even do that on a silent count where they're not ready. You get that push first. I'm just a huge proponent of it, and I don't think teams do it enough. Well, um, back in my senior year in high school, John McCullough was a quarterback. Mikey Hedrick was the center. And we had a play on – Heritage had a play on, you know, short distance where McCullough would walk up under center and Mikey Hedrick would just sap it. Now, the only two people that would move would be the center and the quarterback, and it picked up. 10 yards every time. Oh, yeah. We call that the silent count because no one knows it's coming and the center knows as soon as that quarterback gets his hands under the center when to snap it. He waits for that steal. Um, yeah, I think it's a great play. I think it catches so many teams off uh, balance and, and they're off guard because they're not ready for it because there's no calling of the play. There's no hiking of the football. It's just, bam, right on hands. As soon as he knows, he snaps. So, um, would have liked to have seen something like that again. That's just my favorite play in short yardage situation. I think it's the most successful. Uh, but needless to say, uh, it didn't happen. And Donovan and Al gets the ball and some new life, Marty, after having a very successful drive a minute ago offensively. They did it before the half as well. Can they not only have a third successful drive in the row moving it across the 50, but can they finally put it in the end zone? That's the question. We'll see. The last two series, uh, one for each team, have both ended in turnover on downs. And now it and then nothing, you know, hurt if you're, uh, you know, a tornado. They basically, you know, you've ran off over six minutes here in the third quarter. They still enjoy a 13-point lead. And once again, if you're Dobbins Bennett, you've got to start wondering if, you know, if some bus were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. But should we have kicked those field goals? Yeah. Anyways, it is now Indian ball. They have it at their own 27-yard line. Alcoa in a 3-4 defensive set now. And it is uh, lost now. Watch the quarterback. He kept it, as you were saying, Heath. And it will be Whitson that will keep it and take it out to maybe the 28-yard line. Or are they going to say he just got back to the line of scrimmage? He just got back to the line of scrimmage. There'll be no gain on that down. It'll be second down and 10 for Dobbins Bennett with 5-10 left to go down in the third quarter. Alcoa leads 20-7. Dobbins Bennett with the football. Two receivers right, one left, two backs in the backfield with Whitson. And now they'll move one to a wing to the left. And it will remain 
Oh, the wet wow. field now plays a factor as normally the sure-footed number four, that's Tesner, slips up and loses two on second down. And that moves the ball back to 25, and it'll be third down and 12. And Heath, I'm not really sure if he had a lot of room to run there anyway, even if he kept his footing. Yeah, not a ton. Uh, but, yeah, this uh, the turf and the ground starting to get a little wet and causing these players to slip and slide. Um, and, and, again, it's just, it's just going to – Marty slows the game down when it's like this in these conditions, and it makes things a whole lot tougher. 4.20 left to go in the third quarter. Shotgun wing to the right this time, and they fake. They go play action, and it is going to be Sutter putting pressure on the quarterback. The ball well underthrown and almost picked off by Cam Burden, the outcourt. And now to hearing Sutter down. Uh, That's our third injury tonight. Yeah, and it looks like he lost his footing, and it, it's caused maybe he's holding his knee. That's not good, Heath. And it, that's what you get when you get artificial turf when it's wet. He slips. You try to catch yourself. You just tweak that knee, and it does not take much. I think much. it's a cramp. Yeah, it is. It is. Good news there. It's a, it's a cramp. But uh, <clears throat> not usually the normal time of the season that you get a cramp, but those are painful regardless. Usually it's warm, and it's toward the first of the season when you have those. And uh, still good news, though, for Alcoa. Yeah, it certainly is, is, Marty, but it looks like we've got an injury timeout as they're now trying to check on him. And we'll take a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout with them. We'll be back in 30 seconds with more of the Twin Cities Certified and Marable Game of the Week. Alcoa leads with 407 left to go in third, 20 to 7. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days. Plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com slash production to apply. Equal opportunity employee. We are back in Kingsport, and it is going to be Dobbins Bennett to punt. The wind catches that one and holds it up, and it will take an Alcoa hop as it hits the 50, bounds backwards and rolls out of bounds at the 48. So the Tornadoes will start this possession in Indian Territory with 3.58 now left to go into third, and they enjoy a 13-point lead. And Heath, the score right now would completely take the Indians out of their game plan, and it would force them to throw about every down. And that's when Mr. Greg Carroll and company could really play a lot of havoc on the Indians' quarterback and offense. A little bit of that tornado wind moving the ball on that punt in the right direction and Alcoa in the right direction so far tonight. As here comes Ken Burden in that offense, Marty. Back looks. He's going to rear back and throw it again. Oh, wow. Got a receiver oh. open and then drop. Good defense that time. But once again, he had a receiver. Is that Ford on the far side of the field? You are correct, Marty. Landon Ford goes up and almost takes it away, but just unable to come down with the football. And he's frustrated about that one. Is it now second and ten? And how about Alcoa there, Marty? Going for another deep bomb. Uh, they're just one. I think they're really trying to stretch out that defense so they can start pounding them right now with the football. Yeah, but that, 
that's my thought process. I don't know, but they really like their chances going deep. Yeah. And they will have two tight ends, two receivers, and I formation with Burden under center. And I believe this one will be a sweep to Sankey, who thinks about going inside and sees a hole and gets out and down to the 45. It'll be a pickup of about three. And a hole that I thought was there closed pretty quick that time, Ethan. It did, but I think he's still already able to kind of slither through enough to get some positive yardage for the Alcoa Tornadoes to bounce it outside. So it's now going to be third and about seven after Alcoa going on the first down with a deep bomb that fell incomplete, this time running the football in second for three yards. And uh, we'll see what the offense does here as Vernon comes back to the huddle and brings the play. Wouldn't be surprised if Brayden Anderson comes back onto the field as well, Marty, if they try to get Burden out of the pocket uh, and allow him to get the ball down the field to either Anderson or Jackson. Shotgun, third and about seven, and he's going to throw, and this one's just thrown well behind the receiver who was double covered. That's Anderson. And I guess, you know, you learn when you start going to that guy every play. He may, he may need some help deep, and that time he was blanketed. And it's incomplete. And Alcoa now will be forced to punt with 2.58 remaining in the third quarter. And the ball resting at the Indian 45-yard line. Now, I'm sure Braden Anderson would love to be able to pin the Indians back deep here. And in quick now to return this kick will be number five. That is Gillespie. And Braden Anderson, as I said earlier, will be in now to punt for the Tornadoes. Anderson's had a nice all-around game, Marty. Not just catching, but he's punting really well as well. Oh, this was beautiful. Beautiful and fair call oh, wow. at the one-yard line. Oh, my gosh. That is one of the oldest rules in the game. Stand at the 10. If the ball's over your head, let it go. He, he made an effort to reach up above him and grab it. He made a good field of the punt. But it's at the two-yard line. Well, Marty, that's a young player mistake for you. As only a sophomore um, there trying to get that punt return. He's just trying to get the ball for his team. But what he doesn't realize is behind him is the end zone. And if he would have moved, he would have given his team much better field position if he had just gotten out of the way. And you have to imagine as he goes to the sidelines, the coach will coach him up on that. Yeah, definitely. Maybe not as nice as you put it. <laughs> but uh, that hurts. That hurts the Indians right there. That puts them – they're in the shadow of their own goalpost. And in a shotgun formation is Whitson. He'll turn and give to Tesner. And Tesner breaks three or four tackles and is out to about the eight-yard line. Actually, the nine and a nice pickup of about seven yards on first down. Nice strong run by Tesner. Well, that's what the Indians needed. They needed to get a little bit away from that end zone to allow their quarterback and their offense a little bit of room to breathe. So a really nice run that time by Tesner. It's going to be second and two. And, and once again, same formation. Three receivers in the game, a wing and a running back with the quarterback, Whitson. Who's working from a pistol. Alcoa's got like two down linemen on the defense. And it is a give and a big hole right there that time. And I believe that's number two in the game. No, that's Tesner again. Picks up nice yardage out to the 35-yard line. They caught Alcoa in a defense that was primed to run against right there, Heath. Opening the floodgates that time as uh, Tesner had a lot of room to run. And luckily, Martin, he would have been off the races if he wasn't stopped 
by the young sophomore defensive back, Jordan Harris, finally coming down with the tackle. He did indeed, and, and there was no down lineman on that side of the ball, and the Indians took full advantage of it. As they go from their 35, in motion now is Gillespie, and it's going to be a fake screen, and it's going to be Whitson looking, surveying, finds a receiver, great patience by the quarterback that time as he completes his pass out to the 44-yard line. And the receiver that time, I believe, was Cody, or no, Tesner, number four, as he came out of the backfield late to give his quarterback a little hand. Well, Marty, that one's a little bit on Elijah Cannon. As Cannon had Tesner covered up, yep. as the quarterback got outside, Cannon felt he needed to help the defense with pressure. So then as soon as he left, Tesner to go to the quarterback, quarterback dumped it right over his head. Beautiful read by the quarterback, Whitson. Second and one is that. Uh, Whitson looking over at the sideline saying, hey, hurry up. We've got some momentum. Let's keep this going quickly instead of taking too much time to allow Alcoa to recover. Well, there's also four seconds left on the play clock. Three, two, one. Just gets the ball off before the play clock expires. And, oof, the ball is incomplete, intended for Gillespie, number five. Marty, I think that's going to be a face mask potentially on Anderson. As Anderson reached in. Looked like he almost maybe, as he was swiping through, potentially grabbed the face mask, face mask of that wide receiver after he dropped the yeah, ball. Yeah, it would have been better yeah. if the receiver would have made the catch because he could have lit him up. It is a face mask. And I think he was just trying to, to play off of him after he saw the incompletion, and his hand just got caught in the face mask. I, couldn't, I can't explain. Yeah, I don't think it was intentional whatsoever. He kind of threw his hand up as soon as after he did it, trying to be like, oh, I didn't mean to touch him, but I mean, you draw more attention to yourself that way. Yeah, but the, the attention was brought when the guy got spun around. And that'll be a first down for the Indians at the their own 49-yard line. And that'll move the chains. First and 10, 35 seconds left in the third, and the Indians retain possession, but they trail 20 to 7. Shotgun, one back two wings, and they flood the right side. Tesner makes a good read, breaks one tackle, and then is forced out of bounds as he gets to the Alcoa 45-yard line. Look at the drone up there, Heath. I know. I saw saw him, and he's been kind of rotating all night throughout the field. Looks pretty cool. 29 seconds left. It is second and four. Actually, second and three on a seven-yard run on first down by Tesner, who motions back into the backfield now. Two receivers left, one right. They move right to left on your listening device. The fake and a quick throw out in the right flat and nothing doing that time. I believe it was intended for number 17 again who's had a pretty good game for the Indians, in Braden Marshall. It'll set up third down and three now, and with 24 seconds left to go in the third quarter, the Indians will look to move the chains again and try to cut into this 20-7 to lead by the Tornadoes. Third down and three, and they overstack to the left, do the Indians, and they're going to turn, they're going to fake, and it's going to be the quarterback, Whitson, keeping again around the right side. And we saw that play earlier in this half heat, and they get the same result. 
as the quarterback Whitson's able to turn the corner, get inside the 40, and pick up the first down on a four-yard scamper for the Indians. Yeah, Whitson's had a, a really strong um, second half, Marty, and kind of near the end of the uh, second quarter as well. They've started to utilize his legs a lot more, too. Got a great arm, really good poise in the pocket, keeps his eyes downfield when he needs to and escapes pressure. But he's done a really good job, too, using those legs, and the coaches have made some really great play calls to utilize that. Shotgun formation, one wing to the – and it's going to be an off, a false start by the right tackle for the Indians. And just off a little early that time, it looked like they had him pulling and coming around to the left. And he started a little bit too early, and it's 20 to 7. And a lot of times when you got Gray Carroll lined up over top of you or one of those fast linemen from the Tornadoes, and in this case it was Gray Carroll, you have a tendency to want to get a quick start. I don't know if he was pulling or just trying to get back. I think that might have been a pass they were going to throw. And he was trying to get set to keep Gray from running around him. Two receivers to the right, two to the left, and in motion now comes Gillespie to move three receivers to the left. And it will be a throw this time for Whitson. They're going to try to set up the screen. Nice. And almost. I thought it was going to be picked off, but instead it is a big loss on first down and 15 for the Indians. It moves the ball back into their own territory at their 49. So, Heath, they've got now 22 yards on second down to go to move the chains this time. And that's going to be the end of the third quarter. And at the end of three, it is Alcoa 20, Dobbins Bennett 7, back in 60 seconds after this commercial break. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. We are back in Kingsport on the campus of Dobbins Bennett High School where the Indians have the ball. We've changed sides of the field, and the Indians are staring down a second and 22 at their own 49-yard line with 12 minutes on the clock in the final stanza here in the Tri-Cities. Alcoy leads 20-7 as we enter fray here in the final quarter. Marty, a uh, secret safe place for newborn social media shout-out to a few peeps of mine as uh, Adrian Harrell, who usually is with us every single week, is at home uh, enjoying the comforts of being safe, warm, and sound back at the house as she is watching the ball game from there. She says the radio broadcast is coming in loud and clear. Adrian, we uh, miss you this week, but we're glad you're at home watching, and I certainly appreciate you. 
And also, shout-outs to Asa Harrell and Grace Strang for tuning in to the broadcast tonight. Guys, I really appreciate it, Marty, tuning into this ball game from Athens, Georgia, listening to us tonight. So certainly appreciate the love, as uh, we always like to hear uh, friends and family tuning into the broadcast. And, uh, uh, Marty, it means even more when uh, people from even outside the area tune in. Yeah, we've got people tonight from Memphis, Los Angeles, Athens, Georgia, uh, you know, worldwide, as it's going to be Greg Carroll just putting Whitson in a bag and sacked all the way back to the 40-yard line, and he's the Indians in reverse at the end of the third and now the start of the fourth quarter. Well, Marty, they're going to have to uh, circle the wagons and try to talk about some things and see if they can figure something out as to try to figure out how to move this football down the field and get it into the end zone still. So far tonight, as Alcoa leads 20-7, to this Dobbins-Bennett football team has yet to find an offensive score as the lone score on the board for the Indians has come from their defense. It's here at the shotgun formation is Whitson. And he's got an empty backfield. He's looking now, running for his life. And once again, Gray Carroll takes his legs out from under him, puts him in a bag, and he is sacked all the way back to the 38-yard line. So nothing doing for the Indians once they got the ball into Alcoa territory. But Gray Carroll, who makes the stop, he, it looks like he's suffering from leg cramps as well. Well, again, Marty, we talked about this at the half, and the halftime show with Scott Dunkel is these players, Marty, are used to playing two, maybe two and a half quarters, but most of the time this season, they've had pretty big leads on their opponents, and it's allowed the second and third string of this Alcoa Tornado football team to be able to come in. And so playing a full four quarters is something this Alcoa football team has not been used to doing for some time. Now, I will tell you, Alcoa conditions quite well in the summer. They conditioned quite well during the season with Coach Rankin, but it's been kind of a weird season, right? You haven't had as much time to prepare in the summer to condition like you need to because of COVID restrictions. There's been a lot of changes to this season. So you're still seeing some of these players' bodies start to kind of cramp up and shut down as you're getting deeper into a football game because they're just not prepared for it as much as they normally are. So now 10:50. I'm sorry, Marty. I was no, that, that was a, you know, I was wondering. I was like, why are they cramped? But you're right. They've not played this deep into a game since week four at Maryland. Yeah. And it's, it's starting to show. Needless to say, Alcoa still with a commanding 13-point lead. And Dobbins Bennett not scratched tonight offensively as the punt is away. It's a wobbler and going to be short. And it will hit and roll out of bounds at the 39-yard line. So Alcoa will get good field position on a bad punt by the Indians. And we'll see what they can dial up offensively now as they will look to score put the nail in the coffin. A score right here would definitely do it. Let's take the timeout. A Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. We'll be back in 60 seconds with more action from Kingsport Dobbins Bennett after this.
Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Back in the Tri-Cities and Dobbins Bennett High School, where the Tornadoes have a 20-7 lead with 10-25 left to go in the fourth quarter here on a special Thursday night edition of the Twin City Certified in Maryville game of the week. Tornadoes will have the ball first to 10 from their own 39-yard line to start this possession. And it will be Cam Burden once again in at quarterback for the Tornadoes. And the wind is still whipping around here about 15, 20 miles an hour at least with gusts up to 30 miles an hour. And Marty in at running back now for Alcoa, the freshman, Elijah Cannon. Yeah, I got a feeling they're going to get a steady doubt of him coming up. Yeah, that's the last thing you want. That young man is, uh, and I think you've mentioned it before, Marty, as Coach Rankin has, list, has said, he's probably one of the strongest and best freshmen he's seen. Well, he doesn't look like a freshman. No, not at all. He almost looks like Greg Carroll. Honestly, the kid is built. Yeah. Shotgun formation in motion goes Jackson, who gets the give, makes a cut after a block, turns it upfield, is at the 45, and out and finally tackled around the 48. He's going to be probably about three or four inches shy of a first down. It'll set up second down and short. And why not throw it deep right here to Braden Anderson? I mean, they've been doing it all all night, and it's worked so well so far. Uh, Zach Lunsford, a little bit of trouble with some accuracy tonight. They were able to kind of calm the storm as they brought back in the veteran quarterback who mostly sticks to defense, Camden Burden. And Burden and Anderson, man, Marty, have been something else. They've been quite the tandem tonight. Anderson has probably had his best night as an Alcoa Tornado as he uh, transferred from Maribel High School after his sophomore season, played his junior season last year with Alcoa, did quite well. He's already surpassed his numbers statistically from last year. So far this season, we've still got playoffs to go after tonight, but uh, he has just had an exceptional game. He has indeed, and I was thinking earlier, he's by far our player of the game. And how how are these old eyes working now, Heath? I said he's going to be about three or four inches shy of a first down. He was three, three or four inches shy of a first down. Well, there you go, Marty. No need to use that um, LASIK eye surgery anymore. You're golden. You're good to go. My wife asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and I may ask for a binoculars. I mean, not a bad idea, especially a lot of times in these football stadiums. We're uh, 
we're pretty far up and away, and the jerseys can be hard to read. They can, and there's going to be a stoppage in play. This is going to be against the offense, a false start. And instead of having it second inches, it's going to now be second five. Yeah, false start on the offense. So moving backwards does go Alcoa. However, Alcoa 20-7 to lead, second and five, or about second and six. Um, but re- continuing to just kind of uh, run the clock, Marty, and try to get out of this game with a victory. They've played quite well. We were a little concerned after that third touchdown with missing the extra point if it was going to come back to bite them. Now, there's still time, but it's looking like we might be able to get away with it. Indeed. 9.43 remaining and the clock ticking. Alcoy leading 27 with the football. Our throw is high, but Mr. Anderson brings it in and picks up the first down and into Indian territory at the 49. Very nice job from Anderson stretching out to make that catch and then tiptoeing through the tulips as he goes and makes his way towards the sidelines. But now going to be first and 10. It's White Price and Realty Executive's first down for Alcoa. I'd like to take the band with us back to Alcoa. Yeah, that'd be great. It's going to be a late one for us at the uh, game you know, a TV game, so obviously it's a little bit longer. But a shotgun, two receivers left, tight end, crossbuck, the ball given to the freshman at his cannon, and he's down to about the 45-yard line. I think that's where they're going to mark his forward progress. And we got some extracurricular activities going on down there, Heath. And it'll be about a gain of about four yards for the young man. Yeah, a little chippiness down there on the field between the Alcoa running back and one Sankey and one of the defenders, but able to come up and break it up. Some of the Alcoa players and Coach Rankin kind of busted out his team, probably just telling them, hey, there's no need for that. Let's just get out of here. Be let's, smart. No more penalties. Let's not shoot ourselves in the foot. Let's hold on to this lead and come away with a win. 8.50 remains in the contest. Alcoa leads 27 with the football at the Indian 45-yard line, and... There's a flag, and was there an illegal substitution? Delay a game on the offense. My goodness, how does that happen? Well, well, I guess Uh. it happens because you don't get the snap off it. (laughs) Well, that would do it. That that will do it, and that's just uncalled for, and that's what Rankin was kind of yelling at him about a minute ago. You're losing focus, guys. Yeah, game's not over. Second 11, and it will be a reverse, and it's going to be Ronald Jackson this time coming the other way. He may pick up a yard into Indian territory at the 49. Yeah, we've got a penalty. And, Marty, this penalty right here, this one's going to be on Lance Williams. As Williams, after the play, some more extracurricular, continues to push and push the defender over and kind of flattens pancakes him into the ground. It was just uncalled for. Now there's two flags in the play. They may call one a Dobbinson. Maybe he did something to provoke it. But, uh just just, not needed. Uh, you saw some of the Alcoa players excited that he did it. Maybe there's something going on down there and they wanted some revenge, but we, we've got to be smarter than that. Yeah, it is offsetting. And after the after the play, so it'll still be third down and 11, but nothing else, that stops the clock. Yeah. And that's what you don't want to do right now. Uh, with 8.33 left, Alcoa leads 20-7. They have the football. And if I'm Alcoa, I run the ball right here and run as much time off the clock as I can. Thomas Bennett has to score twice. They've not scored yet offensively this evening. 
they haven't scored since Alcoa's first play from scrimmage. Or actually, uh, second possession first play from scrimmage. It's going to be Kevin Vernon dropping the snap. Now he's looking to run. He's got a little crease, and he's going to be able to get into Indian territory again and down to about the 47-yard line. He loses his hat, so he'll have to go off the field now for a play. I think now you let Anderson find it. Send him back deep again. And did somebody stop the clock? Why is, there, why is the clock stopped? Yeah, there's something Rankin doesn't like. He's talking to the referee about it. But now the players come back onto the field. And uh, already looks like Anderson's trying to hurry the team because we're going to have a delay a game again or Alco's going to have to call a timeout. Anderson smartly gets his team, team to the line of scrimmage quickly. He gets the punt off, and oh, Marty almost stopped at the one, but Alcoa just couldn't get there quite in time, and it continues to throw into the end zone. And Dobson will have the football, but there is another flag on the play, Marty, as this uh, fourth, the end of the fourth quarter has gotten pretty sloppy. And yes, I believe this is going to be a hold against the Indians. Personal foul against the Indians. So... Um, was that a pre-kick personal foul or post? If it's a post, it's going to be uh, Indian balling about their own eight-yard line. It's going to put them at about the ten-yard line. So... It'll be 90 yards in order for the Indians to get on the scoreboard again. And 7.44 left. If I'm Alcoa, I have two safeties playing really deep right here. Yeah. I mean, don't give up anything big and quick. You know, if they want to drive the ball down the field, take about five or six minutes off the clock, let them, let them do it. And we do have two safeties. And Harris is one, and Braden Anderson's the other. They're playing only about 10 yards off the football. Shotgun formation for the Indians with one back and Tesner, and he'll get the ball, and he'll lunge forward for about a yard. Good defense there by the Tornadoes as the clock continues to run now with seven and a half minutes left to go in the game. Indians with the football, and they trail Alcoa by 13 at 20-7. to And time continuing to click to tick off of this clock as we've now got 17, 15, or 715 and counting, second and nine, four times a minute. Unbalanced line to the right and motion to the right. It looks like this will be the time where, well, they're going to give it to Tesner again. He'll get the ball out past 15, out to about the 16-yard line. And it'll be third down and four. And... He's, uh, I know it's deep in your own territory, but you're down two scores, and there's, you know, 640 left to go in this game. Is this two-down territory right now for the Indians? Uh, I mean, if you're trying to win the ball game, it is, but I don't know why you're not going two-minute offense here instead of taking your sweet time with running the football. And I mean, are you trying to win, or are you just trying to get out of here and get things going offensively? Off balance to the right again. Two receivers to the right, and it's going to be a pass. It's, Five dropped. Oh. He's got him wide open, 
and he makes the catch, does number 17, Marshall. He's had a great night this evening, Heath, as he's had three catches for big yardage. I think he has four catches. He has more catches than that, but he has done a great job this evening for the Indians, and that is something you did not want happening right there. He was behind the Alcorn secondary, and if the ball's thrown on or in stride, he scores. Well, Marty, that time the, the defensive back didn't have his hips turned the right way, nor did he have his no. head turned around looking for the football. And by the time he finally got himself adjusted, the ball was waiting there for the wide receiver of Dobbins Bennett. Could have broken that pass up had he had his head turned around. Shotgun, Tezzer gets the give. He's got off tackle to the right. He picks up the block. He picks up another first down as they go deeper into Alcourt territory at the 29. I do believe they'll move the chains on this. And they will. 5.37 now. Alcourt leads 20-7, but the Indians are on the move. This is the part of the field, Heath, that all night long the Indians have flirted with, but once they get there, they usually go in reverse. Well, Marty, with the sloppy play so far in the fourth and the lack of focus, you wonder if they'll finally punch it in. And Alcourt's had a few uncharacteristically um, sound penalties that they have not done well with. And this time it is Whitson keeping after a fake pitch, and he'll go forward and basically get back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be second down and 10. And now with the next snap, we'll be under five minutes left to go in this game. Alcoa right now enjoying a 13-point lead at 20-7. to Good test here for Alcoa before they get into the playoffs next week. Alcoa in a 3-4 defense. Pistol formation now. Tesner, the lone setback with two receivers right, one left. And it'll be Tesner with the give, and he'll be met by about two or three. The first one coming up is Burden for the Tornadoes to make the tackle after about a gain of a yard, perhaps. Uh, they're going to say no. He got back to the line of scrimmage, so it's now third down and 10. He's with 420 left to go in the ball game. And huddling up the Indians, I don't get it. I mean, they're, you know, I know this game in the region doesn't mean anything, but if South Hill beats Bearden tonight, which is in all likelihood they will, they go into the second seed in their region. And it's going to be Whitson back. He rolls to his right, now chased by Gray, Carroll, and throws the ball late back across the middle. It's caught by Gillespie at number at the 22-yard line, it's going to be about three yards shy of a first down. And it'll be fourth, and they're going to say it's back at the 23, so it'll be fourth down and four now, Heath. And now the clock becomes the big nemesis of the Indians as it now clicks off to 321, 320, and counting. Under center now goes Whitson, I formation, two receivers and a tight end to the oh. left. And, and he, that one never had a chance. That one was so slow to develop. Flag. That's going to be a first down for Dobbins Bennett because Alcoa is just not Stupid. taking it straight. Yeah. Uncalled for. Uncalled for. That's unfortunate, too. Yeah, that, that should not happen. And that's got a really – Man, yeah, Rankin is not happy over there. If I'm Rankin, I'm yanking some of these boys out. 
Yeah, and just giving them a, a little what for. I just I don't have the rest of the game. I mean, of course. Why wouldn't you? That was just stupid. I don't know what happened on that scrum, but whatever it was, whether Donovan started it or not, Alcoa is the one that got caught, and they, they deserve the penalty. Yep. Number 10? Yeah, I don't think that's the right. I think they meant 13 because it looked like Jackson. Yeah. Somebody's got him riled up. And this defense is riled up. But, you know, now they've, they've uh, given Dobbins Bennett a new life. Uh, there's three minutes to go. I mean, still, I don't think they're going to score twice in these three minutes. But their defense needs to lock in right here. Yeah, they do. And the ball is first and 10 at the 12. The give is to Tresner right up the middle. He breaks a couple of tackles and gets down to about the seven-yard line. And that's where it will be second down and about five. Actually, they're going to call it down at the eight. So it'll be second down and about six. Clock still running, and Dobbins Bennett doesn't seem to care. 2.30 now and counting, and they trail by 13. They are knocking on the door. But, man, that would have been turned over on down south four right there, but just, a, just a, a, not a smart penalty. Man on man out here, and it's going to be – Whitson looking, now he's under pressure. He'll have to tuck it. He'll get back to the line of scrimmage at the eight, but that's going to be it, and it'll be third down now and six. They've got to get down to almost the two-yard line for a first down, and now there's going to be under two minutes as the clock has hit 159 and counting. And just as slow as you can have it, man. Well, you've, got a, you've got a few fans out here, Marty. Just I mean, we have an opportunity to kind of look out the fans where we're sitting. Just kind of sitting there shaking their head at the coach, wondering what the heck's going on and why we're calling the play. Ball, ball. Alcoa ball. And the ball was fumbled by Tresner. Tesner, as he goes up the middle, there was a big scrum. Alcoa's able to fall on it. The ball shot forward about five yards into the end zone, and Alcoa falls on the loose pigskin. And Heath, that's going to do it for this one. They ate up, Heath, over six minutes and about 14 seconds on that drive. The drive went for about 85 yards, but resulted, once again, no points. And take your hats off once again to the Alcoa defense, who bends but don't break. They'll get the ball at the 20-yard line, and i got a feeling, Heath, we're not going to see anything here, but Alcoa taking the knee probably three times, although the Indians still have their full allotment of timeout. Alcoa's going to try to run this clock and come away with a victory, which uh, is only a minute 39 away as they've got a 13-point lead and the football as under center in the I formation is Camden Burden. And it'll be Sankey getting it out of the eye. He'll look to get back to the line of scrimmage. He's going to be hemmed in a drop back at the 15-yard line. Uh, his forward progress will give him back to the line of scrimmage. So it'll be second down to 10. Clock running now with a minute 26, 25, 24. And Alcoa not in any hurry. And there's 25 seconds left on the play clock. So we'll be well under a minute before Alcoa has to snap the ball again as they take their time as Burden comes back into the offensive huddle. 
They come to Lundstrom. It's 8-7 now on the play clock. Under a minute left to go in the game. Eye formation. Burden gets a snap. Toss sweep to Sankey. He turns the corner at the 20. Gets out to about the 23-yard line. And that'll be third down and seven with 42 seconds remaining. And the clock is stopped for some reason. I'm not sure why. There's a flag. <laughs> of course. Scott Dunkel's saying there's a face mask, I believe, on the defense morning. Yeah, that'll be unfortunate. Probably a five-yard variety. No, this one is a yank your head off face mask, and it'll move the ball out to the 37, 38-yard line. And he that will definitely ice it for the Tornadoes. They can now take a knee. There's 42 seconds left. All they've got to do is snap it, take a knee, and we go back to Alcoa victorious. Hey, we'll take it. So still, Marty, Alcoa dominating this series as well. They will now move to 6-3 and three overall record against Dobbins Bennett and the nine appearances that they have played them. What was Trevor's tornado trivia tonight? You know, Marty, with all the chaos, I don't even know if we got to it. <laughs> we didn't get <laughs> no to trivia it. tonight. A little too too many uh, things going on with all that weather earlier. But Marty, with the win tonight, Dobbins Bennett still has not defeated Alcoa since 1969. Wow! And Alcoa will take a knee, go to the house, go back to Blount County, go back to Alcoa High School, victorious over another 618. They book in this season with a victory and week zero against Blackman, 6A, and they end the season against Dobbins Bennett, 6A, with victory. Well, certainly the way you want to see it, Marty, as they had a tough uh, tough time midway through the season against 6A opponent Marable. They able to bounce back and now move to 2-1 and one versus 6A opponent this season and cap off the regular season with a bang and a W as Alcoa Marty moves to next week, and it's back to a uh, time of year that we're very familiar with, and that's the playoffs. Indeed, as Alcoa will host round one of the playoffs back at Goddardville next week, and we won't know who their opponent is until after tomorrow night, probably Saturday morning. Uh, but, you know, whoever it is, Kind of feel sorry for them because those round one games are just atrocious. Alcoa will play the loser of the Unicoi County Johnson County game. The loser of that one moves into fourth place in that region and will face Alcoa next week. So we know at least one of the, uh, you know, potentially we have two opponents we could potentially play. So we know kind of how to prepare at least. There's only two we've got to worry about when it comes to the standings. Uh, so we'll sit back and wait. And Marty, you, you're absolutely correct. Honestly, playing any team in the first couple rounds for Alcoa is almost kind of like playing the region that we're in. And it's just, there's a, a, a decent gap between that first and second place team. Um, and so you see the same thing when we move into those first couple rounds. And there's a good chance, Marty, that we may see one of our region opponents in the second round. There's a very good chance we, we could. Normally it's usually about week three before we see our own. Uh, but regardless, those, those, those first round teams that, that play Alcoa, It'll be a mercy rule game next week. Yeah. It'll also be a game that Alcoa will um, athletically and physically be just way superior to whoever their opponent is. These uh, these first round 
playoff games are nothing but a moneymaker for TSSAA and, quite frankly, a waste of time. Uh, and I don't mean to badmouth it. I mean, uh, all, every team wants to start the season with a chance to get in the playoffs. But when your reward is week one of the playoffs against the Tornadoes, uh, that is uh, that's usually not a good reward and, and more like a punishment. Regardless, that does it for the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville game, game of the Week. Alcoa escapes Johnson City with a 20-7 victory over the Indians of Dobbins-Bennett, and their defense once again shuts out another opponent. The only score by the Indians was a 44-yard fumble return by a number, I believe that was number 35 that made that play. That was Nate Whitley. Uh, and the only points that the Indians could muster, and Alcoy goes on, wins 20-7. to We'll play next week back at Goddard Field in the first round of the TSSAA state playoffs. I'm going to sign off now, but stay tuned after this break for the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 postgame show paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer, and the Denso scoreboard. Back in two minutes. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Want to stay home in Blunt County? Then check out the many job openings and company career pages at BluntAreaJobs.com. Here you'll find complete job descriptions and an easy application process. Don't waste any more time. Get to searching for your next career. You can find Blunt Area Jobs on Facebook and Instagram. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville.
again, a great night for the Tornadoes as they were able to defeat the Indians of Kingsport Dobbins Minute tonight, 22-7. Well, Scott, a fantastic game by the Alcoa Tornadoes, a game that uh, early on looked like it might be a slugfest back and forth, but um, after that first score by the Dobbins Minute defense, this Alcoa defense was the story, and they really locked in and uh, prevent. And they, a couple of bend, bend moments, but no break moments. They do not allow Dobbins Bennett's offense to get going enough to find the end zone tonight, as they did not score a single point. Um, what an impressive night for this Alcoa defense! Right, and just to bring something up, I kind of thought about it as we were you were kind of talking about that. Other than Maryville, the 6A school that did score on Alcoa two touchdowns and only two touchdowns as a 6A school, Blackman and Dobbins Bennett both only scores against Alcoa were defensive touchdowns. Man, that's a that's an impressive stat too, Scott. That I didn't <clears throat> I honestly didn't even remember it was so long ago. But uh, that's our at least it seems that uh, that that's super impressive stat. And uh, this defense has been phenomenal. Uh, Greg Carroll had a really big night. Um, I thought Luke Summerall played pretty well. Also, um, there were some some good plays made by this defense. Um, offensively, what, what else is there to say about Braden Anderson? I mean, the kid had awesome the awesome best night. night of his career here. Oh, yeah, definitely. As I mentioned earlier, having 178 yards and five catches, he was all over this field for um, against Ivan's minute. Um, do want to bring something up as you were mentioning talking about defense a second ago. I have a feeling that Whitson is going to be having nightmares about Greg Carroll tonight. <laughs> he, may, he might for a few nights after after that performance. Carroll was in the backfield a lot. Solomon Tyson did a really good job up front against the pressure. Joe Stop, oh, yes. Braxton Talman, Zane Bonham. You know, uh, so so many great plays by this team, and they stood strong. There was a couple times where we got a little nervous. I mean, Donovan yeah. got close, uh, but Alcoa's defense clamped down. And Marty talked about it in the pregame show, uh, I mean, but uh, about how Coach Rankin mentioned on uh, the radio earlier today that uh, defense is what they try to specialize in. When they have really good players, they try to put them on defense and how he can't say enough about Coach Nix and what he does uh, yeah, with, he with a, his team. Yeah, definitely a great job. And, you know, like we, you were talking about the defense, Sutter, and, and the other guys too as well, is every time the quarterback would turn around and there's Gray, he would try to elude Gray, but there's the other guys waiting for him. Yeah. You know, uh, every everyone, the defensive line played a great game and really made it just a really hard night for Whitson to make any passes, and he had to get a few passes off quickly. Unfortunately, those were some of those were caught, you know, and some and really good plays by. Um, their players as well, and I mentioned one of them a second ago, 100 yards in receiving, and uh, that was Braden Marshall for Dobbins Bennett, but um, Alcoa defense, what do you say, terrific night. Yeah, absolutely. A very impressive night indeed for all uh, of this Alcoa team, but uh, Scott, I think as we wrap this thing up, I think we just ask all of you out there to say uh, a little bit of a prayer for Isaiah Cox, that he's okay as he went down on the first offensive play from scrimmage, got hit pretty hard. Um, pictures sent in to us looks like he was on the sidelines of the sling. 
Uh, you hope that's precautionary, right. but typically when you see that, you, the first thing you think of is collarbone, and you have to wonder if there's a collarbone injury there. Um, you hope he's all right, uh, because the thing is, number one, this kid's going to have a phenomenal career after this. He's already got some SEC offers, teams looking at him, um, but I'm sure as he is a senior, um, and, and being a football player previously myself, you never want to end your senior season like this. You want to be able to be on the field with your team, especially as you move into the playoffs and you're seeking your fourth straight championship in a row. Oh, yeah, you definitely hate to miss that. But Isaiah's a fighter. Whatever um, the outcome was for tonight, I'm sure he will pull through it. He's a great young man. Absolutely. So um, we thank you again for tuning in to the broadcast tonight of the Twin City Certified and Maryville Game of the Week. We will be back next week. This time we'll be at home, yeah, yeah. and uh, it'll be playoff time. This is the first round of the playoffs, and uh, uh, unless Marty tells me I'm incorrect, I believe, Scott, that as we move to the playoffs, we will move time as it'll be kind of like this week. I believe starting the playoffs, you move to 7 o'clock, so the pregame show will be at 6.30. So make sure you tune in on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports Radio, as we will bring you the call next Friday night, and we'll know after tomorrow who we will playing this upcoming week but again thank you so much for tuning in if you didn't get to come to the ball game we hope you truly enjoyed the broadcast from listening to it on the radio or streaming it online and we certainly were happy to bring it to you so again thanks so much for listening and until next time i'm Heath dunkel alongside scott dunkel marty Millsaps, trevor dunkel and andy back at the studio saying your final score alcoa 20 Dobbins been at seven, and until next Friday night, we say so long, good night, and yes, that just happened. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer.
WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville.